Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Care Optional Podcast on the 28th of June 2016 in the year of our Lord, the God Emperor of Mankind. Mm-hmm. He is here. Somewhere. He's hiding. Somewhere. Somewhere he's, out there. He's been here throughout history. Yeah. That's what the 40k law says, and I choose to believe that that is true. It's like Fifel goes west. He's somewhere out there. Oh, stop. <laughs> Isn't it? Wait, hold on. Fifel goes west in the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Amer- America. God, I, I saw that tale. film like 20 fucking times when I was a kid. Right, because that Jesse, was a good-ass movie. Doesn't Jesse remind you of that big cat? That big, like, sassy cat. From oh, the, the sassy western. <laughs> yeah, he's like a yeah. like, he like runs a whorehouse, but he's a cat. <laughs> I, I can't exactly. Is that, is that the big fat like awful yeah. one? Uh, yeah, yeah. It does remind <laughs> me of him. Yeah, right. awful. You mean one of the best characters? Then yes. Yes, an he's, endearing. He's, just, he's a deeply flawed being. Though. Wait, did right. they make him like? Like the guy's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill What's that? Oh, jeez. I'm so afraid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I feel like that's the voice of your id, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, boy. I'm the cowardly lion. Do you like that's That's who I am. <laughs> You're the cowardly oh. lion running a whorehouse. Yeah. I could believe yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That... That's right. Yeah. And Fievel's sister got like, Taken in as a weird like bar dancer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think oh, about we can call it, it a war. In, if you think <laughs> about it in detail, those movies war. are seriously fucked up. Yeah. If, if you look beyond the surface. Yes. It's like Upton Sinclair for kids. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Gotta look at what how the sausage is made, man. <laughs> Sometimes it's best that you don't. Well, to the Corruptional <laughs> Podcast, we occasionally talk about video games. Our sponsor for this week's show is Crunchyroll.com. Crunchyroll.com slash Total Biscuit. Go get yourself a free trial for unlimited anime. And I'll enjoy what you've been watching on Crunchyroll this week, other than everything. Uh, yeah, the the last season of shows is pretty much up, unless they're a long form. So uh, that's been pretty awesome. Finished up Mayoiga, which is just fucking garbage. If you'd like to watch <laughs> okay. That, feel free to watch Great that. endorsement there. It's like, this is a terrible show. It, well, look, for let's be real. About 50% of the people watching right now are like, it's garbage. I have to watch it. I have to know why. Why is it garbage? What went wrong? Um, but some real good shows. Tanaka-kun is always listless, just ended. And that was just the purest most adorable show that i've watched in a long time and i'm so sad that it's over i hope that it gets a second season it's so it's about a dude who doesn't want to do nothing it's great it's awesome such a, like, sleepy that's definitely something that we can all relate to kid in class who's like i'm just gonna i just want to sleep and i'm like i feel you I get that <laughs> do you ever feel like breaking down <laughs> <laughs> from time to time yes. <laughs> I've been watching uh, Terraform Mars. That was interesting. Still, right. You know, one of my guilty pleasures is watching awful, absolute rubbish mo- watch mojo top tens. And <laughs> every now and again. You're part of the problem! I know, I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I'm one of those millions of people giving them views and keeping them alive. I'm sorry. Uh, did you Did you see the one that I was in? Uh, no, what I know that I know they make my footage on a fairly regular top, basis. Top, top ten <laughs> gamer ladies on the internet. Top ten I think over I, overrated 
people top 10 in life. Justin I think I was in one of them as well, actually. Top 10 like top overrated 10 Justin Bieber lookalikes. YouTube yeah, reviewers yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know. I was number five. I was deeply honored. There you go. Congratulations. But you'll um, never. In one of these lists, they did. <laughs> Uh, it was like either top 10 terrifying anime monsters or top 10 like gruesome kills. It's got both of those things in it. It's it's a very, it gives me this Attack on Titan vibe. It's a series where for some reason there are giant evolved um, cockroaches on Mars now. And okay. now? Now, yes. <laughs> I mean, I assume that's, that didn't happen previously. You know, this is a very right. recent development. Right. <laughs> And uh, now there's a nasty alien virus that can't be cured that is killing people on Earth. will eventually wipe out the population, most likely. So, of course, the solution to this is we got to go to Mars and get the cure. Oh, fuck. Every unmanned probe we send there always mysteriously disappears. Uh, we should send some people. But we should send some people with bug powers that have been ah, genetically yes. engineered with, with the properties of various what is, wait, bugs. What is the show called? Oh, my God. Is this Common Rider? Te Terraform <laughs> Mars. So it's like it's not terraformers, but with Mars. Terraform Mars. <laughs> Terraform Mars. So they oh send. So they send a hundred like genetically engineered people, um, and basically everyone starts dying real fucking fast. Like, if there is plot armor, I have yet to see it because the people I assumed were main characters got their spines ripped out after about twenty seconds of being on screen. It's violent as fuck, but. It's also an insect lesson. They teach you a lot about insects in this show. <laughs> they really do. Every time they unveil a new insect power, they go into a little uh, anthropology lesson about you know, the history of this insect and what it can do in the wild and what would happen if you scaled that up to human size. And it's like, uh, and they're very serious about it as well, you know, uh, yeah. which is hilarious yeah. when they get into stuff like, it's like, the silk moth is like the ultimate thing. It's like, this is what the silk moth can do. And then there's someone murdering these bugs with silk moth powers and all this shit. Whoever um, made this knew exactly what they wanted to make. I think they really did. They're going to have bug like, powers and I'm going to teach people so about bugs. I bugs and yeah. I wish that there were yeah. more violent shows to watch. Fuck, how can I just combine and one of, these? And one of the guys isn't genetically engineered with a bug, he's engineered with a plant. So they tell just us about the plant. There's just a plant guy. Just hallucinogenic plant. He has hallucinogenic oh. plant powers. Uh, I want everyone, everyone, after this, don't watch it now. Don't go now. After the podcast is over, go YouTube Terraformars Akiri, Ak Akari versus. Oh, oh my God. Akari versus Desert Grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a fight on a jet plane, on the top of a jet plane. Oh, that fight? Man, yeah, that's good. A man on Mars? On a Mars, man, yes. A man fights a the grasshopper man. There are several jet planes on Mars. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, the dialogue at the end of this literally is, I'm pretty sure that was the effect of inertia. There's a, there's a, lot, there's a lot of things you need to learn about science, science. unlike language Ooh. studies. <laughs> that's, that's the last line of this video. <laughs> that's how this fight ends. It's Go watch it. I just, won't spoil anything. It's bonkers. It's uh, it's so bonkers. Like half of it is the sort of um, Attack on Titan like tragic backstory of the characters, and the other half of it is either them getting their heads ripped off or them shredding giant cockroach beetle things with insect powers. Terraformars. It's well worth watching. Watch the uncensored version if you have the stomach for it. Um, if if you're okay with watching people's spines get ripped out, then yeah, because there's a lot oh. of that. <laughs> also, uh, Re Zero continues to be fantastic. Uh, what is that all about? I heard good things. 
Three Zero. Oh God, I don't know. It's one of those shows where I don't know how to describe it without spoiling what makes it really cool. Like it's about a dude who gets teleported into a fantasy world, and he's a he's like a big nerd, so he's like really excited. That sounds about like it. Gate. And he meets a cute girl, and Still blah, gate. Blah, but then like. But then, like, a, a thing happens, and you're like, what the fuck? And then the show is, like, really interesting after that. Please, the oh, way that, so okay. I know, it's hard to describe without it sounding so generic and stupid, but I promise it's good. And then the reason that I say that is because when I did my uh, season first impressions, I was like, this show's garbage. It's going to be just, like, boring bullshit. And then it wound up being fantastic because Crunchyroll split up. The first episode is an hour long, but they split it up into two episodes. So I watched the first half of the hour long episode and was like, okay, I guess that was the thing that I watched. It's boring. Please, if you're going to give this show a try, please watch episode 1A and 1B and then, and then decide. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's fantastic. The minute we move on to games, I have a game that's basically that story that I played this week and I oh, need, okay. I need to get it off my chest because it's, okay. it's, infuriating well i'd say it's most likely going to be now but first of course we should introduce our special guest for the show today mr alex fasciani one half of the beard brothers welcome to the show thank you great to be here so what is it that you do on a regular basis the answer is everything from what yeah. i see your twitter bio is like novel length yeah yeah i i'm one of those guys who doesn't have a real job uh and so i i mostly just do whatever i can do i wrote for game theory for a while I obviously do Beard Brothers. I have a Pokemon channel that's educational and often about bugs itself. It's about bugs? Excellent. Uh, sometimes, yeah. that right now. Oh. They don't get, like, savaged, but oh. it's, like, more It's like more of a cute thing. I don't but, see uh, Pikachu yeah. getting his uh, spine ripped out by a giant bug. No, that doesn't happen too much. That's unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a man of the internet. That's me. Yeah. He's, he's letting everyone know that Matt Pat does not do his own work. <laughs> <laughs> no, he totally does. He totally does. I just... I. More like I, scam, Pat. Right? Uh, oh right? my God, Patgate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna make know. the actually joke because Dodger will find me and hurt me. What? Actually, it's about ethics and game theory. <laughs> <laughs> you piece <of> shit. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, Max, the show. It's great to finally have you here. You're one of the denizens of the the LA office. Yeah, it's top secret LA compound that We're we have. We're literally all in a row. It goes Alex, and then Jesse, and then me. All of our rooms. Yeah. I, we literally could go just switch spaces right now. <laughs> <laughs> we literally could Don't do it. We got the levels through. right earlier. You'll fuck with everything. <laughs> Stop it. So, Alex, um, if you had to choose a character to represent your id. Uh, who would it be and why? But it has to be from American Tale. <laughs> it does. Actually, the you dad. have to choose a bug. Like okay, a bug. Dad. Oh, <laughs> oh the yeah. little the little mouse dad is like fight. Yeah, mouse that's me. Dad spends every every one of those movies being upset and distraught because his children are missing. Always. <laughs> that's yep. how I would be if my children were missing. That's how you know. <laughs> <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Valid True. point. True. That's me. Uh, what's the name of the? Sorry, this is off topic. What's the name <laughs> of that game that just came out? 
or maybe it's in beta. It's the one, it's the, the RPG where there are like electricity mages. What? What? Chat, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very vague description. Um, it has you know, like a, electricity it has a name that sounds like it's for a completely different game, but it's like a sci-fi RPG where there are electricity mages. What is it called? Shit. I don't. Technomancer. Oh, oh Technomancer. Oh, Technomancer. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awful. It's awful? Yes. <gasps> Absolutely oh awful. Um, Tell me everything. Well, Holy I mean, I, I've played it for about two hours because that's about as much as I could stand of it. Um, I've, I've had, I've had review code for a while. It's by a company called Spiders, who have made two really bad RPGs. That being Mars Warlogs and Bound by Flame. This is their third bad RPG, and for some reason, people assumed this time they would get it right. They did not. They absolutely did not. The voice acting is unbelievably ridiculous. Um. The naming of the characters is what fucking gets me. The the actual guy's last name is Mansa. <laughs> like Techno Mansa? His, his first name is not Techno, but his last name is Mansa. It should be. <laughs> Zachariah Mansa is his Zach name. Zach Mansa. Zach Mansa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the combat system is clunky as shit. It has random slow-mo effects for seemingly no reason. You know how, like, in Batman, there's a slow-mo effect at a specific point in the combo, so it kind of makes perfect sense for it to be there? No, they just throw it in whenever the fuck they feel like it. Like, the game just slows down at random for, like, no reason at all. Um, the writing is ast just astonishingly bad. Comically bad, actually. You know, I think it's, it's like, let's play worthy for this is really terrible and we can mock it. But as an actual game... So far, I mean, I'm going to have to persist more in it to eventually look and see if there's anything redeemable about it at all. But as it stands, mm -hmm. that game is just terrible. And that's so disappointing. Yeah, yeah oh. because the settings are a really cool idea. Electricity mages, y'all. All right. <clears throat> you can zap, zap people. And you got this weird decision about whether or not you kill people, even though, by the way, one of your attacks is a gun. Apparently, all of your attacks <laughs> knocks people out anyway. So you get to choose when they die whether or not you drain their fluids. Ooh, and you apparently by doing Your this you kind of fluids? yeah, pretty much you can power yourself up. Uh, yeah. So there's sort of a weird moral choice thing, but it's with every single enemy corpse. But it, we're supposed to believe that everyone's just being KO'd by the gun and the lightning, <laughs> and it's like KO. Nineties movie. Yeah, why not? Sure. Uh, no, that that is a not good game uh, in my experience thus far. I will okay. keep playing it when I can be fucked. <laughs> I, I I too would like to jump in on this not good game category. Wonderful. Okay. What you got for us? Uh, so I think it was yesterday. I don't even remember. My brain's dead. I played Stranger of Sword City. Okay. Oh my god, I saw this. I saw you doing this, and I was laughing my ass off. So Stranger of Sword City, here's the premise. It's very Animu for Dodger. Basic gist is... It's a J-Dungeon crawler, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it has the same sort of layout as, like, Grimrock would have, uh, okay. where you're just sort of, like, moving forward. Um, so you are a person who was on a plane, and your plane crashed in uh, a crazy alternate reality world, and uh, you're the only survivor, and the area that you're crashed into is known as the Mausoleum of Metal, which is an awesome name for a dungeon, but yeah. it's basically where 
It's a hole between our reality and their reality. And every so often human beings fall in. But in this world, human beings are like super powered because it is low gravity and all, and all the other shit that makes it super powered, whatever. And you and some humans are known as chosen ones. And they have the power to suck out the life force of monsters in this world to keep them from coming back to life. And then they can use that power to upgrade themselves. The monsters, of course, are all like, it's a fucking toad with a penis tongue and like all that. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. What and else the first would it person, be? The first person who finds you, of course, is a very attractive uh, girl in a schoolgirl outfit, but with like a metal dragon like shoulder pad. And, and so she's like, a, and she has a giant sword and she's like, hey, I'm going to show you how to get by in this world. And so she takes you to Sword City where, it, where a bunch of other humans. <laughs> Sword City. Sword City. Where a bunch of other humans live with all the different people from that world, like Migmies, which are little tiny, like, like pygmy people. And there's all these different races, dwarves, you know, all that shit. But the humans are super powered and can do whatever they want. The voice acting is, at least from what I saw, was all Japanese and whatever. Here's all you need to know. I go out for the tutorial mission. The tutorial mission. And I find, I come across a random uh, pack of enemies and it's rat people and a little fairy girl with a, uh, like a few little fairy girls with holding teddy bears. Like they're holding teddy bears in their hands. Okay. Fairies have an ability not only to heal, but also to cast a void. So they just start like, like they're, they're, the chance to hit them is minimized, right? So what happened was, is I start going to this, this, this battle. I start killing them off, but because they keep casting a void, my characters keep missing. Well, eventually I get down to one little girl left. She has so many casts of a void on her. Her void is so high, and her level is just higher than what I'm normally able to hit. I cannot kill her. So my all my characters <laughs> swinging. This is in the tutorial. Yeah, and this is miss, 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 miss. And then, and then every time someone hits, she goes heal and hears herself more than my ability to hit. So eventually, I, I ran out of mana, so none of my casters could. I have no, I have no magic regen because. It's the fucking tutorial. I have three potions. I literally, <laughs> I can't, I, there's nothing to do. And she keeps, and every time I'm like, all right, well, I'll just, I'll just hit her. She casts another, uh, a void. And then it's like, all right, well, none of my guys can hit her that round. And then she's like, okay, she'll attack me. And then I'll go to try and hit her. And then she'll just do another void. And once I finally do hit her, she goes, heal. It's literally... 15 minutes of me just going like this with my head down, just spamming the Y button as, um, cause Y just repeats everything you're doing really, really quickly. Just over and over and over and over and over as my team slowly whittles down and dies. Cause there's nothing I can do. It's the tutorial. <laughs> the fucking tutorial. I don't know what the game's about. I literally died in game. <laughs> I was like, I don't like you get to sword city. You meet people and they're like, Yo, what up? I'm going to tell you how to do stuff and show you around this world. Let's go do that. That's all I got in the story. That's literally all I know of the story because the minute I went outside to the dungeon to go to the Mausoleum of Metal to train to learn basic game mechanics, the game was like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I was just like, I can't. It was the most painful experience of my life. I will never go back to that game. I can't even. It's like Shimigami Tensei. Stay yeah. Away. Oh, dude. And the best part was, it's like, you should, like, everyone's like, you could just run from this battle. I'm like, why would I run from a battle in the fucking, it's the tutorial. It's the tutorial. I mean, yeah, to be devil's advocate for that, 
stuff like you know J dungeon crawlers and like hardcore JRPGs often have fights early on that you're not supposed to be able to beat until you sort of ground it out a little bit. And, so and I, and I would understand away. that. No, I would agree with you. I think that's that's true. The problem with this fight was, it was one. This girl was a mob I've encountered before. Two, in that fight, there were five other versions of her, plus a bunch of other guys, and I killed all of them except for that one. So the fact that it was the exact same, like it wasn't reskinned, it wasn't a different color, it wasn't like a special version of it, it was the exact same mob as the four other versions of her I killed in the same encounter. So it was like, if it was a special one, it should have been like, oh, well, I'm green shaded. So, you know, I'm a little different. And so like, oh, you better run from this one. Cause you, like, there was none of that. It was, I'm fighting the same thing I fought the last five minutes of this battle. And 15 minutes later, I still can't kill her. Like that was so frustrating. Like it, it's just, a, it was a random encounter. It wasn't mm-hmm. even like a, a monster appeared like I'm cause you know, they had that giant fucking hydra with like little TVs coming out of it or whatever that you fought early on. That was that was a big okay. boss, and so like it, it was it was a big boss, and you figure, all right, well that's something, but yeah, it was a le- it was one level twenty one mob in a pack of level tens, but there was Strange. no reskin, there was no co- yeah, it was just a weird, yeah, there was nothing about it that said it was different until halfway the fight when I see oh it says level twenty one, well that okay like why, why is that is level twenty one in a pack of level tens like what's yeah, the purpose it, of that. It, I couldn't even, my, my soul ached. I was so mad. I was like, I'm done. I can't, I'm never going to play this game again. I wonder if that's just what the level that game is on. I wonder if that game is just like, fuck you. Just fucking do it. For a, lo- a lot of J dungeon crawlers, definitely. There's a lot of that. Like, no doubt. It, it is a thing of Japanese RPGs. I think people have kind of forgotten that lately because some Japanese RPGs are very kind of westernized in terms of like the difficulty curve and shit like that. But yeah. then along comes a game like this. Like, no, no. It's, it's teaching no. you how to be a better you. You know, it's it's weird because I understand the whole like Japanese system of grinding shit. I played JRPGs all through PlayStation. That was my life. So like PSX, that's all I did was play JRPGs. I didn't play anything else. So I get like the like when I RPG, and people hate me for this. Like even in Western RPGs like Witcher and stuff, I'll be six seven levels above where I need to be when I go to the encounter. Like I know how shit works. You got to grind or else you're dead. But. The problem is, is that this thing was just, it was a random encounter. It was just a, a random fight. And that's the shit. I'm like, how do I, how do I combat this? Well, it's funny, right? Because this is one of those things like maybe, you know, 15 years ago, even maybe 10 years ago, even like a game has something like this. And you're like, oh, whoa, this game's just like, it's like, this game's hardcore. But now it's like, now it's like, you know, it's different. Like, I mean, granted, we play a lot of games to, you know, just because that's our job to play. And it's hard to like, give ourselves to a game every time we play one but like it's funny like how much that i'm like completely on your side like that's so like juvenile of a thing to put at the beginning of a game it's just like oh well you have to learn how to like think outside the box but it's like it's the it's the tutorial yeah that's, so it's a weird so it's just a weird like how that's changed you know what i mean yeah, if it's a tutorial at least have a main character like the guy who's with you the uh samurai dude who's with you should pop up and be and be Hey, this looks like a tough fight. You should leave. At least tell you to escape. Yeah, Yeah, like none of that. Sometimes they're going to be more powerful, so leave now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, yeah. It it looks pretty. Oh, yeah, the art style looks phenomenal. (laughs) The art style, the character, like you can select 
maybe from a hundred different character models at the beginning of what your character looks like. So I was a badass, like red bearded dwarf guy. I had, a great, I had a great time. It was so cool up until the point I actually had to go do the combat. <laughs> I was like, fuck this game. Everything else about it was fun. I just, that I don't want to try it just to see if you like had weird glitchy bad luck. I have no clue. I have no clue. But uh, yeah, aside from the combat, it's basically a dating sim. Like you would love it. The for <laughs> for ninety percent of what I did on stream was me reading text, and then only like it just keeps going and going, and then it's like, hey, now there's another girl who shows up. Like, hi, I'm Anna, and I'm just a little girl who has a cell phone for a weapon. It's like, cool, all right, sure, great, Looking and then. Yeah, and then everyone teaches you about the world. They try to teach you about shit that makes no sense, you know, because you have to go kill leg monsters and suck out their souls so that you can then have divinity or some shit. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. It's like every final. It's like every final fantasy where it starts out like, long ago, the Lassie and the Falsy. You're like, what the fuck is even happening? <laughs> that's, that's this game. It's a lore dump, as well. I like yeah, to call it, yeah. where they just drown you in the game's lore all at mm -hmm. once. Sword City. Yeah, Sword City. Sword City. I wouldn't live in a place Sword called Sword City. City. I don't think that's no. a... It's like, no, <laughs> I'd pick, like, I don't know, Calm Town. <laughs> yeah, Chillville. Yeah, uh, Chillville. Like. <laughs> in Oregon, not only do we have a town called Boring, we also have a town called Tired. So maybe you should be <laughs> in Oregon. Well, both of these sound like good places to be, honestly. Yeah. Tired. Lazy Town. <laughs> Lazy Town. Lazy Town. <laughs> oh, my. That seems to be a little bit of a misnomer if if the show is in any way based on real life. <laughs> they're not that lazy. Like, they seem to get quite a lot no. done in Lazy Town. Yeah, they town. get a lot of exercise in Lazy Indeed. Town. Yeah. They have their own Zeppelin, as far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a piece of cake to bake a pretty cake. Yeah. Right. They have pirates. Fucking pirates in Lazy Town. That's not lazy. No, there's it's nothing eccentric. lazy about that whatsoever. Yeah. Like, far too much actually goes on in Lazy Town, really. They should call it Goofy Town, because let's be real. That's what it is. I think it's, it's, it's all a responsibility of the Lazy, Lazy Town Tourist Board. They've misrepresented yeah. what the life is really like. The Chamber of Commerce. What is Cake Girl up to now? Baking what? pretty cakes, one assumes. Oh, uh, yeah. What is that actress? Who is she? Lazy Town, Lazy Town Actress. Dead? Dead? What? No. No. Whatever happened to the Lazy Town Girl? Juliana. <laughs> okay, here she is. Her name's Shelby Young. You, oh, no, you, she was in the pilot. Say, you're not allowed Rose. to just go around saying that people died. That's that's the first thing that popped up was <laughs> is dead. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I just panicked and said it out loud. I'm sorry. Whoa. Well, all right. First off, um, she was 13 when she moved to Iceland to film. Of course, it was in Iceland. Iceland's, of course, where this took place. Lazy Town is in Iceland. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't seem now, like it. Now she lives in New York and works in education, and, and you can follow her on Twitter, and she looks like a normal human being, and it's great. Meanwhile, this is what I didn't know. Lazy Town continues in Iceland, and there's a new Stephanie. What? What the fuck? A fake Stephanie? Yeah. Oh, like it doesn't even look like her. It it's looks like when like Joe took over for Steve in Blue's Clues. Yeah. <laughs> Pure scandal. I bet she also <laughs> plays for the Icelandic football team, just like every other member of that country. There's only so many people in Iceland. Are you? Indeed. You can't be mad at them, TV, for winning because... I'm not mad at all. I, just, I laugh at my stupid country for that. 
That's All that's the videos, hilarious. Their announcer guy losing his mind and going high pitch, going like, ah! like is hilarious. <laughs> we got our asses kicked hilarious. by a country that has more volcanoes than professional football players. We are mm-hmm. shit. It's like we we actually did not vote ourselves out of Europe. Europe voted us out, fucking X Factor style. <laughs> the weakest link. The, the EU gave you its rose. Pretty much. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> you idiots. Video <laughs> games. So, Alex, what have you been playing this week? Uh, I've been <laughs> I've been like descending. <laughs> Descending into madness, apparently. I've been descending. Well, that's what I was actually gonna say. Uh, I've just been getting my ass beat in Street Fighter. I the new the new characters and stuff got me to put it back in my PlayStation, and I've just been getting remaining. Just remaining, learning. Bro? Karin, Karin is the one. I, I I think I like her the most. I played Fei Long back in Ultra Street Fighter Four, uh, and that's like the best I ever got at Street Fighter, probably. And so now I, I went away for a long time because it's a really aggressive game and it feels like shit to lose like 10 matches in a row yep. and like, like get your rep down to half what it was, but I'm getting hyped for all the new characters that are going to come out like in a couple days. So I'm, I'm picking it up Jury. again. Yeah. A no, Jerry, no, she's mode, yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, Balrog and uh, Ibuki. Hmm. Ibuki will be cool. I, I don't know. Well, uh, they're both Evo legal. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm so I look, if there's anything that I like, it's like a really, really like non-settled meta makes me excited. So I'm, <laughs> so uh, mm. it's gonna be great in Vegas. Next Stable meta. It's my, mm. my Jimmy's jamming. It's an unsettled meta. Yeah. Unsettled meta. Mm-hmm. Unsettled meta. <laughs> When's Dan coming? We just keep saying it. Oh yeah, unsettled meta. It's, yep. like, it's like the beginning of a singing in the rain number. Mm-hmm. Moses supposes <laughs> unsettled <laughs> metal. <laughs> What was it called? The Mausoleum of Metal? The Mausoleum of Metal, yeah. yeah. Which is still a fantastic... Look, if there's one thing I'll take away from that game, it's that that is the coolest name was it like, for a dungeon. Was it like a bunch of rotted out ships, or was it like the Mausoleum yeah. of like, Metal? No, it was a bunch I of... I don't want to be buried in the Mausoleum of Metal. <laughs> it was a bunch no. of ratted out like planes that were crashed and buses and shit that was like sticking up out of the ground. I guess I'm still into that, but I, you know... Oh, no, I agree. It should have been like you walk in and it's just like, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. yeah. So, yeah, Street Fighter's been kicking my booty. That's really, and I remembered that Bloodborne is a game, and so I've been playing that a little bit more. Did you ever beat it? Uh, I got pretty close, and then I like went to go play it, and I sucked at it. So, I like am playing my way back through, and I'm like halfway through again. Dude, the DLC for Bloodborne, a lot of people consider to be like the best from software like dlc add-ons ever yeah i grabbed it i grabbed it so i'm i'm ready to like yeah i'm trying to start streaming so once i get that going i'm gonna like probably do that on there old old hunters i'm ready come get it bitch get those fucking old hunters yo you're old as fuck come get killed (laughs) by the new meta yeah the new (laughs) the unsettled meta unsettled meta (laughs) Mausoleum of, meta. Meta. mausoleum of meta mausoleum of meta Where strategies go to die yeah <laughs> oh, shit. oh man that'd be a great that's a that'd be a great esports facility mausoleum, mausoleum of, meta. of meta that's like I where you go 
That's Hi. like where you go smoke. It's like, it's like it's like the trash can outside where you go smoke. Look, let's be real. Where they have Wednesday night fights right now for like the LA group, it's just yeah. it's far away. So we need to build a new one. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> you, you saw you saw how at how this past week how everyone came out. Uh, to go fight in the ring, and they were like throwing money, and they were like coming yeah. out and like. Dude, people were like flipping dollars. And shit. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I was like, stop. <laughs> the, ma- the mausoleum of Meta. First off, this building, the inside needs to have like statues with like holding lamps that sway in the wind, right? And and the floor, whenever someone comes out, just we 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 have to pay a Gregorian choir to, to sit there. <laughs> Oh, yes, oh. and whenever, whenever, whenever a person comes out, it's a single spotlight on them, and it's like, <laughs> yes. And then, and then when they, then when they get up, then when they get up to the to the arena, everything explodes in flame, and it's like, <laughs> that needs to happen. That yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, you know how a lot of places need to like double dip on on what exactly they do. So mm-hmm. this place is going to not only be a place for like fighting game tournaments. It's right. also going to be a uh, just a every single night different small metal bands get to like Here's the thing. cut their yeah. shit. And, and outside outside the sign says mausoleum of metal, but the L is is uh turned off when it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like the bronze from Buffy. Oh man, they really need to yeah. fix that light and we're like, yeah, we'll get to it one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mausoleum of meta. <laughs> I, oh my god. Yep, that's it. The uh, we just need metal head out of the four of us is not laughing, and I feel like maybe we're missing a market. No, that's because he's I, I like, don't Holy think you shit, really have the capability great. to market. It's because his mind it. is blown and he can't. Yeah, that's why it is. Yeah, absolutely. I just <laughs> also appreciation also, of this great joke. Yeah, also a a real <laughs> a real mausoleum of meta would require several. Like this is at least an eighty million dollar project. Right. I want I want the yeah oh yeah I want this to when you walk in I want your mind to be blown. Hey, there's a dilapidated jukebox factory factory down the road we could turn into the mausoleum of metal. Shut up. There's not a dilapidated jukebox factory. We work near a jukebox factory. I look. <laughs> this might this might be like my imagination doing like 75% of connecting the dots, but I'm fairly certain that we do. I'm fairly certain that we do. That's amazing. All right. Great. Look, I, if if ever there was somebody I trusted, it would be. <laughs> yeah, I know where the fucking old ass music machine factories are in your neighborhood. <laughs> is, that a, is that a show? <laughs> Alex's old ass music factory. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care where it is. I don't care how old it is. I'll f- I'll put it on my map. <laughs> This is my website now, old old ass music factories dot us. We now convert them into esports arenas dot wet dot wet <laughs> dot wet. <laughs> by the way, by the way, do you know the Taco Bell website is ta dot co? Were you aware? <laughs> were you were you aware of that? It should be. <laughs> TA.co. Finally in the future. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought that was really great. <laughs> Why where where are you in your browser right now that you're on the Taco Bell website? 
No, I just remembered that, first off, look, there was a train of thought there that went from Dodger and I playing Life is Strange where they have a .wet website thing. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a domain name, .wet. And then <laughs> we were laughing, and I remembered that this weekend I I saw a, a little sticker that said TA.co, and, and it was Taco Bell sticker. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And I was informed that's not just cute. It's a factual thing. The Taco Bell website is, in fact, TA.co. Anyway, yeah, I've been playing Street Fighter Five. <laughs> mm-hmm. What that's else? Most, that's mostly what I've been up to. Okay. Um. Okay. I um, finally sat down and played Valhalla. Uh, that, that game. That's the is- cyberpunk bartending sim thing. Yes. It is far more kinetic visual novel than it is management game, which I didn't Which expect. is disappointing to me. It's a little disappointing to me, too. I still think that it's very fun. I love all of the characters. I love the, the way that each day of working at the bar progresses kind of like a, an, a story arc that you don't pay a lot of attention to at first. I think the way it's written is great. Um, but I do wish that the actual bartending part of the game had a bit more focus if that makes sense does it Um, have any actual depth does it require you to do anything because this this gave me a papers please vibe on looking at i thought that sounds cool but it seems like it isn't that at all no it's not so it's the the process when you're playing this game is uh somebody comes in they talk to you for a little bit and then they ask for a drink and then you make them their drink there's no time crunch um you know when you've messed up the drink because the drink shows up as just like a bunch of symbols so you're like oh fuck i messed it up i'll try again you can hit a reset button and just start over on the drink um and then you give it to them and then there's more discussion and then they ask for another drink normally each person asks for three drinks overall depending on the person they'll either just straight up ask you for a drink or they'll be like really weirdly obtuse about it like i want a drink that makes me think about the sunrise and you're like fuck okay, okay. <laughs> um, is there strategy tequila sunrise no you get a bonus at the end of the day if you manage to nail every drink what was the uh, drink for sunrise uh i'm, I'm sex on that. the beach <laughs> sure <laughs> uh there was one starry so, night there was one point where a girl came in and said i want a drink that has inspired controversy or something like that and I remembered that a day earlier during a during a conversation, I had been like, oh, yeah, they named that one drink Piano Woman because people were upset that there was only a drink called Piano Man. And they thought that there should also be a drink called Piano Woman. Are you so fucking I, serious? Yeah, that was so I like gave her a Piano Woman and she was like, perfect. This is just what I wanted. Right. Like, Let me post this on my then, Tumblr blog. Every now and then they make you they make you recall conversations that have happened before. Um, or sort of like think outside of the box. There was a dude who came in and was like, what does the number 17 mean to you? And I was like, I don't fucking know. And he was like, give me a drink that makes you think of 17. And I was like, God fucking damn it. Like it, so sometimes it's very straightforward. Sometimes it's not, there's definitely a right answer every time. So you're Mm -hmm. like, okay. Every now and then you stress out a little bit about what drink you're going to get them. But overall, it doesn't affect it, it doesn't it doesn't so it, there's no real reason to make the right drink other than to just go to the next other day. than to make sure that you get your bonus so that you can uh, but what does the bonus get you so at the end of each day 
you get to read all of the news articles that will help you get a better idea, a better picture of what's going on in the city and like the story arc that's happening. Um, and then you can also uh, buy things for your apartment, which will help you focus at work. I have no idea how not being focused affects the game because I've always just bought what she's wanted. Okay. I've always been able to buy whatever she wants, but if I didn't buy something, I don't know what it would do necessarily. Uh, so there, there are some things about the game that are very vague. Overall, it's just a, a kinetic visual novel, which in the, in the community, kinetic is used to describe like a, a game that has no choices. There's nothing that you can do that will make the story pan out any differently. Right. The conversations are always going to be the same. As far okay. as I can tell, nothing that I've done has affected anything. I've never made a terrible drink for somebody and had them be like, well, fuck you and left. Like the conversation has just continued as normal. Okay. So um, I, I really enjoy it for the characters and for the story. I wish that bartending mattered a bit more and that there was a bit more of a focus on it. So I didn't play it, but it kind of, Gave me the same vibe as uh, Read Only Memories. Did you play that? I've uh, heard of it. Yeah, that it. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same. That that game is a little bit a slightly more open ended. It's like kind of like a point and click, but it has that same sort of uh, like. I feel like I've played 80, that. I can't remember cyberpunk. What it is. You, it's like it's like you you're like you you're you're like kind of like following like a mystery. You have like this little tiny robot with you, and you just kind of like go around and try and solve this sort of like chinatown style like it keeps going higher and higher murder and there's like a lot of like lgbtq kind of like themes in it hmm. interesting i don't know and it's like cyberpunk it was cool it was like a cool game but i i wondered i wondered if they were in any way similar because i like that game and i would i would i would play this um there was one character who came in spoilers uh look i'll just put up my finger not that it matters I, all that i i have a spoiler thing it's cool Great. spoiler thing is now on there you go okay so uh, there's a character in the game who showed up on day six, I think, named Streaming Chan, and she's literally she looked Streaming almost Chan. She looked almost identical to me, and she was supposed to be like the the future version of streaming, where it's somebody who could just like have a camera attached to them and be what? Wait, what? Okay. So she like would talk to you like normal, and then suddenly be like. Remember, everybody, pay ninety nine ninety nine to start your premium account now. And like all of this, like weird shit, where I was like, "Oh god damn it!" And every okay. now and then, she would like promote a company, and I was like, "Fuck." Damn. <laughs> it but, sounds like what Cyberpunk would be if it was written by Four Chan. Uh, it's look, I enjoy it. <laughs> there's a there's a robot who comes in and makes sexual innuendos all the time because she's like a sex worker robot. It's I don't know. I enjoy I enjoy it. I think that it's very silly. Yeah, it looked it looked it looked fun to me. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So played a decent amount of that. Uh you finally played MXM last night, right? How did you feel about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, myself, Stripman, Crendor, uh mm. played MXM and so MXM also uh, Master X Master or Master Cross Master or whatever is a Dota style game coming from NCSoft. It's been developed by a Korean developer, and NCSoft is the publisher. 
It is distinctly Korean. Uh, you can tell as soon as you log into it. It's got a lot of the things that characterize Korean and Asian games. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sort of overwhelms you with like 500 different currencies and crafting shit and daily login rewards. And there's like a puzzle board at the end where you pick five different rewards that give you a bunch of components. I don't know what any of these things do. And it's like, okay, well, so it's a Sedona oh, style game, right? Our spoiler alert is still up. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, turn that off now. It's It has just a 5 versus 5 Dota-style mode, which is like, all right, I'm kind of familiar with this. Very objective-focused. You know, there's no there's no currency in the game. Like, you don't farm gold to buy items. You don't buy items at all. You just sort of level up. And completing the objectives gives your team points, and you either destroy the enemy's base, get a 1,000 points before they do, or have the most points at the end of 25 minutes, and that, that'll win you the game. Um... The weird thing about this game is that you, instead of picking one hero, you pick two. And you can swap, swap between them in the middle of a match by tagging out, as it were. Are you it's, just a little, it's a little fighting gamey, right? Or like you bit, swap and the one that, that is swapped out can like very slowly gain health back. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, you you can do that. So you, you, you may be, a, for instance, like I... And this is a weird game because it's it's a bit there. It's like kind of like the Heroes of the Storm because NCSoft has actually put a bunch of characters from different games in it. So there's some Guild Wars guys, Aeon Lineage, you know. So it's it's their their kind of all stars sort of game. And I was playing the one of the main characters from Guild Wars, who's one of the sort of cow lion dudes with the with with the fire and shit. And then some other guy with a couple of guns, and I could swap between them. So I dive into a fight as my is my Guild Wars angry fire cow dude. Chop these guys up a little bit. Then I'd take some damage. I'd roll out of the fight and switch to my gun dude and sort of pick them off from a distance. So you could swap between them. So you could take a support character and a tank and you could swap right. between them at will. You could just take two di a ranged or melee attack. You could just take two different kinds of assassins, all that sort of thing. And they have three skills, I believe. The weird thing is that you start the game with your ultimate. Everyone starts the game with their ultimate. It's just the ultimate is like a... You can upgrade the ultimate just like any other skill. It's just the ultimate like tends to have a long cooldown versus the other skills which really don't. Like they have very, very short cooldowns. So it's... It feels pretty good. Like you've got a WASD movement instead of clicking on the map. You aim manually with your mouse to shoot instead of selecting something and then hitting a skill button. Everything right. is not. I mean, I'd say a skill shot, but it's literally more like a twin stick shooter than mm. it is a than it is League of Legends. So it does feel a bit different. To it all sounds of the games. like it's like a little faster paced or it is. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. You die real fast in this game, like you really do, because you have two characters. That means that the characters individually don't have much HP, so right. you can get flattened real quick. And that that is that's interesting. It's it's got enough different elements, I think, to distinguish it from other games in the genre. And what's weird about it, the thing which is completely out of the ordinary, is it's got PVE dungeons in it, like Diablo, just for shits. Pretty much, <laughs> like it just happens to have them. Like yeah. you you can earn crafting materials and loot and shit somehow through this. Apparently you can also earn the in-game currency to unlock heroes by going into <clears throat> PvE dungeons, which you can go into with parties at different difficulty levels. And I, I did a dungeon, it's like this is like a World of Warcraft dungeon. Like that I sounds kind of fun, maybe. 
maybe? It, it was actually all right. Like, it was surprisingly not bad. It was like just doing a dungeon in in a, in a MMO or in something like Diablo, and you get rewards for it. It It's so bizarre to see it mashed in there. Like, I mean, fuck, the game even has, like, a MMO-style lobby where your characters are just running around while you're waiting in a queue. So there's, like, 200 fucking people in this lobby that are just running around with different avatars and outfits on, doing emotes and shit. It's like, this is a cross between fucking Club Penguin and League of Legends. <laughs> I- when you're in the lobby... It straight up looks like Club Penguin. It's it so does. funny. Yeah, because there's so many people in it. There's like it's just it's just like people all over the place, just like walking I don't know why it's there. It's weird I, isometric. It's so funny. I have absolutely no idea why it has this. Just not in any way. But it's just like a cute social thing you can do. Kinda. I think yeah. I, I think it's that's again a very Asian thing. I think a yeah. lot of games like style game. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just got that element to it. But the actual game, like, I think is relatively solid. It's not well explained. Like, the map has so many fucking objectives on it and different yeah. bosses to kill and stuff. It's like, ah, oh, kill Ritualist Valeris for... I'm sorry, fucking who? Like, what the, <laughs> What does this do? It's like, unlock this altar to do this. Like, whoa, okay, right, yeah, um, But I guess, sure. like, Diablo kind of does that too, right? Diablo will be like, here's an objective. Yeah, it kind of does, but they've implemented it into a more like a League of Legends style thing. I think they they took a look at like Heroes of the Storm being very objective focused and they decided we kind of need to do that. Um, and yeah. it, so it's less about kills and more about, you know, completing the objectives to summon a Titan to go down this uh, road and do this kind of damage. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I enjoy my time with it, actually. I I thought it's it's got enough going for it to to interest people and be sufficiently different. It felt very different from Dota. It felt much more active combat-wise, very very snappy. And I think it, it might even be more familiar to people that don't usually play games like that because of the manual aiming and shit. Like, if you played a twin-stick shooter, you could probably play this, you know? Instead of something like Dota where it's like, well, this has got a 15-second cooldown on it. It takes more than half your mana bar. You need to go back to the shop and buy this particular build of items in order to make this work and, uh, all, and all that sort of thing. That's not a part of this, like... It, I think the game is actually surprisingly approachable gameplay-wise to people that don't play those kind of games. But it still was enjoyable to me, who has a thousand hours in Dota and League. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think that they've definitely got to explain the game better because the the features are just bonkers. Like, they're just is like... In, sorry, is it It's an alpha. Right yeah, it's, it's an alpha. alpha. Yeah. Oh, okay. Surprisingly well-polished for an alpha. It's got some lag yeah, issues, but... I was going to say, it looks nice it for an alpha. It <laughs> did not feel like an alpha at all. Um, But I, it's got some potential, sure. Now it's got it's entering a very crowded market that people uh, have tried so much to succeed in and failed miserably. So it's going to take a little bit of work, but we'll see. wasn't too bad. I enjoyed my time with it. I, I didn't hate it. So sure, why not? <clears throat> it's worth a worth a bash. Played a couple of other things as well this week. I uh, played. You played a game called Forced Showdown. I'm gonna guess probably not. Uh, you were talking Forced about it though, yeah. Showdown. Yeah. There's so, a game called Forced. I don't know yes. what Forced is. Yeah, it's by the same oh, game. Oh, it's Forced. Okay. Yeah, Forced. Yeah. Uh, it's not the same game, though. Forced was like a four-player co-op game. Right. This is Kinda not like Top-down, Left 4 Dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, 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 like, top-down, a bit of twin stick in there. So, Forced Showdown is a fucking futuristic game show in which you have to go through the various levels and there's like a fucking game show commentator while you're doing it. And the whole idea is like a futuristic combat sport. Like kind of like Running Man, you know? It's fucking Running Man. 
for all intents and purposes. You're thrown into these arenas and you've got to kill everything in the arena in order to progress. And the arenas are really, really short. And at the end of eight arenas, you fight a boss. But the game's got card mechanics in it, because apparently that's a thing now that a lot of, a lot of games have. We're just going to put cards in it. So what you do is, before you go into the thing, you build a deck of 30 cards, and it draws these cards as you go through each arena. And every time you beat an arena, you get one mana point, and you can then spend that mana on cards to upgrade your character. So you start at, like, level one, and you have one mana. So it's like, okay, I can play a cheap card. Like, there's, a, there's an item which is, like, anti-barrel boots where if you walk over barrels, they explode and do 10 damage to nearby enemies. So, you know, just something like that. And then you get two mana, and then three mana, and then four mana. So part of the challenge is to build a balanced deck that synergizes well with each other and synergizes well with your character to make you really fucking powerful. So by the time you get to the arena boss, you're a super fucking badass and you can kick the shit out of him. So you mm. level up real fast. Like, it's like a... It's, it's like a, a mini RPG compressed into a very, very, very small time frame. You, know, you start with a shitty character, and then over the course of about five or six minutes, you get a really cool character. And then when you beat the arena, you get a permanent bonus, and then you go into the next arena. And each arena has a different set of traps and modifiers in it. So they'll be like, this arena, you have a, a leash to your companion that's a laser and does damage to anything that goes by. This arena randomly changes the costs of cards and all that kind of thing. And when you beat enough of these little arenas, you get to move on to the next floor of the game show by beating like uh, the next boss. And every time you do one of these runs, you get gold, which allows you to spin on a wheel to unlock new cards for your deck. So it's got a lot of replayability. So, yeah, it kind of has like a almost like a mobile game feel to it. It does, yeah. But it feels very much like a properly developed like PC or console like game. Like the combat is good. Like the yeah, combat good, feels good right. solid combat. Yeah, like each character plays very differently. Their basic attack has a lot of depth to it. Like for instance, the, the first character is called the Squire of Light and he sort of fires a beam out, but there's like four phases to this beam. Like he fires his first beam and then his next one's a bit more powerful, then a bit more powerful. And then the final one is just this like pulse, which goes through walls and does a big amount of like burst damage. So you've got to manage the timing on it. Uh, there's a guy with a giant hammer who can cleave multiple enemies, but you can charge the hammer up so you can kind of hold onto it and then smack them with it real hard. You've got like, uh, and then you've got a couple of skills like shields and AoEs and stuns and all that sort of thing to stay alive. So I actually had a, a lot of fun with this and I don't usually like games like this, like kind of roguelite dungeon run games. But I thought it kind of has the feel of like a tabletop kind of vibe, maybe a little it bit. It does, yeah, because of, of the cards, you know? And that's and that's what keeps it different every time. You know, like playing like a game, like a card game like Dominion, for instance, you know? The reason it stays different every time is you get a different set of cards to play with every time, and each game kind of plays out differently with what you draw and how you build your deck. So that's kind of where the variety comes in. That's where the replayability comes in. So uh, I actually had a lot of fun with it. That was, uh, and it plays, really and it plays similar to uh, Forced uh in terms of controls uh sort of but a lot better because I, I, I assume you've played forced yeah yeah it looks it looks to be a little bit more polished it is it's a lot it's a lot tighter it's a lot a uh, lot slicker in terms of its controls because force was a bit it was a bit clunky you know it, was it a bit just janky. seemed like it was maybe low budget it was of. yeah it totally yeah. was uh but yeah they've certainly used some assets from forced i think the guy with the the hammer the fiery guy Volca volco or volcano or whatever was from forced he was a character from that game mm. So, yeah, I think they've done a really great job with it. It's a nice little single-player dungeon runner with some really great. cool card mechanics. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it looks, yeah, that looks like something I'd pick up yeah. for a few minutes at least. Yeah, definitely. The, the cool thing is you can do, like, a little session. Like, you can literally run an arena in about eight minutes. So it's, it's like, nice pickup and, i got ten minutes spare. Let's run an arena. Get some gold, get some new cards, you know? Don't have to spend too much yeah. time in it. So, yeah. Sick. Yeah, I liked it.
That's pretty cool. Let's take a break. When we come back, we've got more about the games that we have been playing this week. You are watching the Corruptional Podcast. We are sponsored this week by Crunchyroll.com slash Total Biscuit. So please, by all means, do watch an ad for them. Go check out your free trial for unlimited anime. Unlimited. Become a garbage human being like Dodger. You too can be a total trash bag. We'll be right back after the break with yet more of the Corruptional Podcast. They did not pay us to say that. No. Maybe not. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Watched a lady make dog uh-huh. soap. What is with you and your fucking soap videos lately? What is going on here? What happened to you? Know. I don't know what happened to me. So this happened to me a, a long time ago where I just... Um, so the satisfying part of soap videos... Right here, let me, let me just... The satisfying I was going to say, is it the romance? Videos. Is it the romance of being an artisan? It's not the romance of the soap, or just like romancing you know. the soap. It's a pretty, pretty shit movie. Trying to get something to that smells so good that people's clothes are gonna fall off. It has nothing to do with that. The, the real joy, the real pure joy of watching soap videos is when they cut the soap, because it's like this huge bar, right? And they like do all kinds of crazy swirly shit in there. And then they're like, now we're going to cut it. And when they cut it open and you see like the way that it fucking swirled and looks inside, you're like, so cool. And then you have to watch another one. It's like watching a gif of a machine, like doing something perfectly for like 10 hours. It's just so fun. I don't know. There's just something so artistically satisfying about it in my heart to just be like, whoa, you dropped some white in there and now it looks like fucking seafoam. That shit's crazy. I love watching videos where you do that thing with fingernails where you like put the paint on the top of the water or whatever and you like. Oh shit, and then you're just like swoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That shit looks like magic to me. (laughs) Yeah, I've never tried that. One day I should probably try that. Um, I could try it and I just end up looking like I just finger painted. Yo, I've been trying to get Sam to do that with me in a video. Do you want to do it with us? Can we all just like fucking swoop fingers together? Can we just swoop some fingers. Hi, <laughs> right, everybody. Welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. We're about uh, YouTube vortexes. Indeed. Um, speaking of something that I noticed, by the way, during the break, you're wearing a Headlander t-shirt, I think. I am. I was so sad because Jesse doesn't know what it is. I was like, what? How have you? I know the Headlander. Not- I know what that is. Here's, all right. Here's how she described it to me. She said, you're ahead and you fly through space and you land on things. That's literally, I'm not interested. <laughs> That's not particularly <laughs> that? well explained, I, like, I have to admit. that. I Look, it was because Jesse was literally walking away from me. And I was like, is it, you're ahead and you dock on things and you, and it's really fun. Fuck, and then I just gave up. Okay. <laughs> right, we can do a bit of a better job explaining Headlander. This game is not out yet. It just happens to be one of the games that I played at PAX and haven't got around to making a video of yet. So it's basically a kind of 50s, 60s sci-fi retro comedy Metroidvania game. 
That's the best. Described it as like Metroidvania meets Archer. Meets Archer, yes. The way to describe it. The sense of humor is actually quite adult. You know, it's very Archer in terms of the. you know, there's just how funny it is. It's actually a double fine game that's being funded by Adult Swim. That means it'll actually get finished. Yeah. So that's always nice. But the idea is that you are a floating head with a little jet booster on it, and you can attach yourself to other bodies, like mm-hmm. robot bodies. And these robot bodies have different powers. But when your body gets blown up, your head flies off, and you've got to go find another body. So you and not, can e- not even not even bodies. Like you can dock yourself on like computers so that you can open up doors you can't get yes. into. You can put there's a in the demo you have an option to attach yourself to a vacuum, and I actually managed to like escape the demo. It was like myself docked by attaching yourself to a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I, I actually did the same thing. It's like uh, the mouse <laughs> droid from uh, Star Wars, that little yeah. thing that goes around. Yeah. Meh, meh, I was meh, like, meh. oh, I could totally put my head on the. Oh, I can literally leave. This yeah, you just left the level, just like because uh, you could do that. It's like, oh, there's like a air vent here. If I just dock on the fucking vacuum cleaner, I could just escape that way. Or alternatively, yeah. I can you know attach to a robot that has a fucking laser gun or whatever. This fucking art style is so like 60s, 70s retro. You know, it's like an Atari box. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. does. <laughs> you know, the, the the obnoxious sort of colors and all that yeah. sort of thing. It very VHS, very sci-fi B movie. This was their shirt, which I think is in brand for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I was totally, I was totally into the trailer, but I, I'm glad to hear that it's like legitimately cool. Yeah, it's it actually, is. Yeah, the demo was very fun. I played it on a whim. I walked by and I was like, "This looks fucking weird." And then I played it. I was like, "That was." That was cool. Really, like, charming and enjoyable. I loved that. Yeah, I played it at the Adult Swim booth, and also, it is full of dick jokes. Like, oh, yeah. There Great. is a... Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure the spaceship that we escaped on at the end of the demo was actually just a penis. Like, it was shaped like a <laughs> it penis. Looked, it looked like one. On purpose. Sure. Was it your, were you the head? Like, were you, like, docked to it and, like, f- like flying I away? I believe you may have docked it. with the penis. Yes, I think there was there was a joke there. Yeah, I didn't even. I just walked right past that. I didn't even. I didn't even realize what I was saying there. Yeah, there's definitely quite a bit of adult humor in there. It really suits like the Adult Swim brand. Like, I think they they do a good job of picking games that are either super fucking weird or have some interesting adult sense of humor, and this is one of them. And it seems yeah, like I Double would- Fine kind of getting back to what they used to do in terms of their humor that was really you know kind of adult and pretty pretty subversive. It's weird because I feel like Double Fine isn't talking about this game at all. I was really surprised when I saw the little oh, yeah. card that was like, This is a Double Fine game. I was like, Is it really? Yeah. What? Like, I believe it looking at it, but finding it in an adult swim booth and knowing that I haven't heard of it before was like, Yeah. Yeah. It, they have a legitimately though. surprising number of little projects that they just like kind of pop out that are just like totally weird and good now. And that's like been kind of consistent over the last couple of years it's kind of cool just like little small scale games like i really liked uh massive chalice that's mm. good yeah totally bit- unlike anything i've ever played I, 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 you know, as Double Fine, I think, like, has produced some really awesome, unique games. They've stumbled quite a little bit lately. I mean, Massive Chalice in particular uh, did disappoint a lot of people because I think that they sort of marked it as, like, this is basically Game of Thrones the game, you know? There's going right, to be some right. serious stuff in there, and there really wasn't. And obviously, For Space me, Bra- I, yeah, I, I just got it for free, so for me, there was sure. no, like, I didn't you kickstart no it. I didn't, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I yeah. was just like, oh, that was nice. 
I think yeah, that, that's the issue with Double Fine is that they have a lot of ideas and then they realize they actually don't have enough money to make that. Like, So stuff like Space Space DF9 obviously was never finished. Uh, people were disappointed to some degree with uh, Broken Age. Uh, but in the meantime, they've also made stuff like Hack and Slash, which is a completely unique game whereby it's a game where you have a sword that's basically a USB key and you hack the different parts of the world and it has literal coding in it in order to bypass the puzzles and shit. I actually found it way too hard to play, but that's because I don't know anything about programming. But it's weird. You know, they just Nobody talked about that game. Like, it just came out. It's like, oh, all right. Um, just a weird little project that they made. And Headlander's looking like another one of those, so... Yeah, hopefully it'll be, now that they actually have the funding and a proper publisher and they're not flying solo and relying on fucking Schaefer's money management skills, which are non-existent, then I have a feeling that it might end up being pretty good. I'm so, game. Yeah, I'm, I'm game for like a fun swingers space game. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking space porny vibe. It can, I, it can yeah. be a weird porny <laughs> vibe, actually. <laughs> Calling it space swingers makes me think of like yeah, and then eventually you know you'll dock on like a really hot body, and then you'll yeah. totally. hang a bunch of people. Everybody and- puts their keys in the bowl. Yeah, and then- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And then depending I on imagine what you that pick might up, happen. that's the body that you dock on, and. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. had a really interesting sleazy feel to it that I don't think a lot of games have lately. It's just like real seventies porno sleaze, like yeah, those fucking. <laughs> yeah, very oh much, God. very much. So yeah, keep I, an eye out for that one. By the way, it's pretty cool. I am perpetually forced into a like rock hard place situation whenever I deal. Tell with, me more uh, about your rock hard place, Jesse. Well, uh, I think double fine swell and i think some of their game ideas are great but i want tim schaefer to fail at everything he does so <laughs> i can't I, I i root for double fine but i also root for tim schaefer's complete and total failure so it's unfortunate that yeah i just don't you know if they make something cool but fuck tim schaefer so that's all i have to say uh, I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan either. Uh, he's he's definitely he's one of those guys that you look up to a lot like, as you sort of growing up in the games industry because like wow he was behind some of my favorite games of all time and then he sort of turns into a bit of a douchebag. It's, I it's look, a shame. I have numerous things signed by Tim Schafer because I've met him numerous times in real life. I was like I'm your biggest fan, and the more I get to know him, the more I'm like you're a fucking giant sea bag. You're the worst. <laughs> Sounds like a real season. He is he's a, real a giant Boyega. sea bass. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the secret revealed. Tim Schafer, yeah, fish yeah. in disguise. And Tim Schafer is now, along with John Boyega, my two biggest letdowns in life. I now have two. What giant- the fuck happened with John Boyega that made you suddenly <laughs> hate him? Oh <laughs> what so happened was, here? So, like, I was on a plane coming back from London, and my girlfriend and I literally were sitting across from John Boyega. Okay. And the entire flight, I'm like, oh my God, do I go over and say something? Like, I just want to say like, I love you, dude. And um, so I decided to wait until after the flight when, we, when it was like, I, he wasn't trapped. So it wasn't like, he didn't feel like he had, like that kind of thing. So I go up and I approach him and I'm like, excuse me. And he literally just looks at me and goes, no. And turns around and walks away. <laughs> then, then, oh. yeah. Then on the way out, here's the best part. On the way out, um, he had like a handler with him. And so here's, this is what made it worse. Layla and I, they lost our bags. So our shit is just gone. So we're like, all right, we don't have bags. So we decide to just leave. So we have no bags. We're just slinking out of the airport. And John Bega and his handler guy and like whoever's carrying their luggage is leaves at the exact same time. So now we're in okay. the hallway together. Right. 
And his handler goes, hey, hold up. And like keeps John from walking side by side with us. And so we end up walking out like a foot and a half ahead of them. And I was like, I can't. All right. And just like, I was so let down. I was like, I can't. This is, yeah. You got high school cool kidded by Jumbo. I did. I straight up did. Here's, here's, thankfully, I feel a little bit redeemed because from what I hear uh, behind the scenes, they were threatening to kill off his character because he's gotten too much of an ego. So uh, I'm okay. Yeah. So I'm okay with knowing that I wasn't the only one he's been kind of a dick to. But still, when you meet someone, you're like, oh, folks. Right? It's like when I, because I always think, like, when someone comes up to me and they're like, Jesse, oh, my God. I'm like, ah, hey, it's so nice to meet you. And I try to, like, make that a moment. You try people. and, like, respect their, like, unwavering dedication to you as a human being. Right? Leader. And yeah. when it doesn't happen to you and you're like, wow, I can't. Twice, twice now. Tim Schaefer and now John Boyega. I just, people that, look, they're basically my human being Square Enix equivalents. I just, <laughs> Adam, I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to murder you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's it. That's pretty much, that's the John Boyega story. Flat out just s- said no. No. And turned. Like, he what? You often said no. Just no. Not even like, I'm didn't, busy. I'm sorry. Can you wait a minute? Just no. I didn't even say anything. I mean, I mean, you I, could literally be saying, excuse me, you dropped your car keys. Yeah, yeah you just that's, said, the thing. that's the weird no. thing about it. It's like I, look, I, I totally get like after a long flight, you're like, okay, I just I don't want to deal with that right now. But there, there are definitely much much better ways to handle that. Um, and you might say, well, how would you know? It's like, uh, well, actually, you know, been dealing with that on a smaller scale for the last five or six it's, years, yeah, so we, we do, do know yeah. actually. Um, I was just gonna say, there's a uh, a YouTuber that I was hanging out with, no names, like a few years ago, and uh, we were at a party like a party during a convention and a guy was trying to get like through a crowd and tapped her on the shoulder to be like, excuse, like I need to get through. And she turned around and was like, what do you want a picture or something? And he was like, what? And she was like, like just fucking take it. If you're going to take it. And he was like, what the I fuck? just need, I just like, need to get who like, are you? I was so embarrassed oh for her. god, like, that is cringy. Oh, and that girl was Jesse Cox. <laughs> 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 I said names, Alex. Fuck. What? I looked fabulous, and I, you know what? Everyone was taking a photo with me that night. I just figured it was another one. Hair flip. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, oh well, I suddenly have to go because that was the most awkward shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Yeah. What What else have we been playing this week? Uh, oh man, I played to a toss into the ring bunch. here. Um. Oh, I uh. I tried out Last Leviathan. It's a game. Ah, yes. Um, it's kind of like, well, at least from playing it, it feels like Kerbal Space Program, but with ships. <laughs> to some degree, yes. It's, it's like physics-based ship building with parts. Yeah, that's basically the game that exists right now. They don't have like their campaign set up, really, but they yeah. have a sandbox version where you can just build a ship and see how it floats. And holy fuck, it took me forever to put together a ship that could even move because I kept <laughs> building ships and it would just sink. It was like, what am I doing wrong? It's, it is very, very specific in the way that Kerbal Space Program is very specific on like where you put things, how heavy the ship is on one side or the other, whether or not you have enough rudders, like all of this stuff. And I was just like, fuck. So my ships just kept like, they'd go a little bit and then they just... 
<laughs> Reminds me a bit of that game Besiege as well, where you have mm -hmm. to build the siege engine and destroy shit in, in the map. Like I it's, never played that. It actually, it even looks a bit like that with the art style. Oh, actually. you can fire it. That looks so cool. Yeah. But it's supposed to have a full-on adventure mode where you build your ship and you go in search of treasure and stuff, right? Totally, yeah. But I assume it's just a bunch of scenarios at the moment? Uh, right now there's versus mode. But they okay. have like a, a mode that I think is called Voyage, and that's the one that's grayed out that you can't play right now. Right. Um, so really the only thing that I could do was, was sandbox mode. But I think in versus you can like build ships with somebody else and then like fight if you want to and stuff like that. Okay. It's cool looking. I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of games that are just like blowing scale up in a big way. I love the idea of like, you know, like Guns of Icarus and stuff like started it. And now it's like kind of like the norm that you kind of like expecting to be able to just like go in a big world with people. That's awesome. I'm excited about this. Kind of has the Sea of Thieves vibe. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm like. But I know that a lot of people have said Sea of Thieves is dope as fuck. So it's pretty tight. It is. It's Yeah, but let's be honest, it ain't fucking be... out yet. It ain't close to being out yet. We don't even right. know how it's going to be because, like, that's the, true. That's it, true. It, that's it's got true. very No Man's Sky vibe with Sea of Thieves, where it's like, all right, well, what you showed me was cool, but how does that integrate into an actual, like, game, you know? What right, is the it's game. It's crazy. It's crazy how close to that coming out that it really is, and everybody's still like, "Yeah, I mean, if it is what it is, it's what it is." Oh, No yeah. Man's Sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one even knows what that is. Yeah, I think there's a lot more information now out it's about No Man's Sky if you know where to look for out, it. Like really soon now, right? Yeah, it was yes. delayed a bit, but July. yeah, it's, it will be coming out ne relatively soon. Yeah, next month or something. July, August, actually, right? Mm. Interesting. August now. Yeah, mm. I think. Let me just check. Like I know August... they keep moving the release date. Oh, did they? Yeah. It was like just... August 18th or something like that. Let's see. <laughs> the initial release date is August the 9th, but I'm not sure if they've changed that yet. Interesting. I don't... Alright. So, I played a game that I don't even like. It's called Niflheim. Oh, yes. Heard of this. Niflheim oh. is... A, uh, I guess a, like, Norway version of the game Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So, that game where you had to, like, build a fort and stuff, like, and enemies would attack you. And it's side-scrolling. This is the exact same thing, roughly, except you are, it's more crafting-based and a lot slower. I was, like, the graphics, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to look dope. Because Kingdom is very pixely, and this is... You have all these like you have a, you're a badass like Viking dude, and um, uh, you have like this this like there's bear mounts and you pick one of the different areas to start in. Like there's so much in this game. So basic gist is when you start, you pick a clan and and a place to start. So you're either like a bear or I think one was like a wyvern or like whatever they are. But I picked the bear clan because it said it was the easiest place to start. And so literally around you, you go around and you kill wolves and rabbits and you, you hunt and you farm and you do all stuff. It's, but it's all the side-scrolling stuff of Kingdom. The problem is it's so effing slow. Like it is very... I got that I'm as well when I tried it. Yeah, it's like it's very I'm going to be... It, it has that Kingdom feel, but also with the pace of no mod Minecraft. So it's like 
we have to farm this and then we have to farm this and then we have to do this and then do this. And here I am like, all right, well, how much do I need for this and this and this? And it kept like, it's just so long. It looked cool. Everything about it felt cool. I was like, this is, I get to fight a fucking wolf. That's awesome. But everything about it was crafting based. So it, it lacked sort mm. of the, um, cause the thing that I liked about kingdom was that it, there was a lot of urgency to it. It feels mm. like you're, getting better all the time yeah no, and, so you're, and you're being forced to as well because like the, the world's constantly out to kill you in kingdom yeah exactly and the, the one like the one thing kingdom did wrong was that it the randomness of it it made it very hard to win mm -hmm. uh because like your soldiers would go to different sides like you couldn't control where your soldiers went um but this is because it's just you and there are no soldiers you can control everything about it it, def it gets rid of that randomness bit the problem is it's very, very, very slow. So you can control all of it, but what you're controlling is like a very slow version of Kingdom, which I was like, oh, if they could just not have all this crafting shit, this would be a great game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I always saw it and I just, I always thought like, oh, it's just Kingdom again. And it sucks that the thing that's different is that it's slower and has crafting. Yeah, it's there's a, shame, a lot like, of the art, the art style was great. You know, I, what I will say is, like, looking at screenshots, game looks gorgeous. As soon as it gets in motion, I feel less enthusiastic about it because it almost feels like it was an art style made for static shots. And mm -hmm. then once you see it moving, it's like, that actually doesn't work as well as I thought it would. Oh, that's too bad. It's mm. uh, it, it very much, the background is beautiful, the art in the game is beautiful, but your characters move like a Flash game. Like, it has that very flashy, like, well, their puppet feel to it. Um, yeah, I, I wish it was better than it was because it's so, it's so like, I love these premises of it's a, it's a side scrolling game and you're, you're changing the world and building it to fight off things that are trying to fight you. I, I love the idea. Kingdom need like needed a super AI update and that game I go back to it in a heartbeat. I go back to it in a heartbeat. I just wish Niflheim was that game that I wanted Kingdom to be, but right. whatever. Yeah, I gave feel. that a try. Chaffeel. Oh, you know the other thing I did this week was What's I went that? down the rabbit I went down the rabbit hole of Resident Evil 7. Oh. I, went down, like, I went down like the Reddit oh, rabbit that's hole. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jesse, oh, that that yeah. video will probably be out today. We uh did a uh Resident Evil 7 video and it, not to be like, oh, we're jump scaring, but to be like, yo, there's tons of secrets in this damn thing. Let's figure out what they are. <laughs> and so you're, you're pulling the PT basically with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we I after we after we wrapped on the video and we tried all the like basic ways out of the demo. Like, I went on like I, I was looking at like apparently if you hold the axe that you can get that does nothing, you can hold it up in the attic and there's like symbols on the wall that you can see. But maybe they're just graphical glitches and there's just yeah. all these weird little different theories and things. And it's so it's so like it's so satisfying to feel like you're part of something when it's happening. That, that is, that was me with the oxen free ARG, the oxen free yeah. ARG. I was so into that shit because it's like, you're part of this crazy, like something that's all means something. I don't know what it means, but it all means something. And yeah, that was, that's, I'd love stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but like, it begs the question, like, is this, it's almost like crappy of Capcom at this point. Like, at, at the beginning, I, I respect their idea of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like, this is all you're going to get. And like, maybe there's some stuff that you haven't seen. And people are like straight up asking these PR people who, you know, maybe aren't 
directly on the development team for Resident Evil 7. Like, is there more to this? And I'm sure their job is to be like, but then they'll say something like, go in the attic. Maybe there's something in the attic. And it's just them talking out of their ass, basically. But it's like... So so for people who don't know, the game has multiple... Like, this demo has multiple endings. It's very much like PT in that there's ways to solve this thing. And there's multiple things to find. And besides the fact that there's, like, the crazy monster man in the house, there's also people discovered a hidden, like, ghost girl. And and she shows up in one of seven places. There is a mannequin finger that... Literally, no one knows what it does. It looks like a key. It, it's like they go out of their way to say what it's about. To me, the thing that's really the most weird is that if you go upstairs in the... Because you, you put in a videotape about halfway through, and in the videotape, you're in the same house that you're in, but it's like earlier in time. And when you go upstairs, there's like a table, and sitting on the table is like a pristine pair of headphones. And it, and it does... And people are like, why is that there in the past, but not in the future? Whose headphones are there? And then here's the crazy thing. If you turn down the in-game volume, the volume of the headphones goes up. Like, there's a ton of hidden stuff in this game that what? is really... Right? And so no one quite knows what's going on, but it's one of those things that either this is all leading somewhere in this demo, or... Very much like I think I've told this before because my favorite like game developer thing I ever learned was um, the guys when I met with the guys from uh, Dead Space, they said they went to a conference a long time ago when they were thinking up stuff to put in the game and they added Peng, right? And everyone's like, what the fuck's Peng? What does Peng do? And they never told you because it was a non thing. And they went to this game developers conference and one of the devs was like, imagine you create a game and in a cutscene you show three tanks and one tank drives to the right. Everyone is going to assume in that level there are three tanks. Only make two. People will always wonder what happened to that third tank, and they'll look for it, and they'll be obsessed with it and finding it. I feel like this may be that situation where they just put a bunch of shit in this game and made it real cryptic and really weird, and people are now obsessed with it. And I feel like they didn't go the extra length PT did, which was to explain all of it. Like, PT gave you answers to everything. I feel like this is a very Capcom thing of just like, hey, fuck you, here, some stuff, right. enjoy, I, assholes. I this like, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because it's a, it's a VR horror demo, I feel like part of it is just like, look at this cool shit. You know, not right. necessarily, this is all part of the puzzle, but like, when you turn down the volume, some volume goes up. Mm-hmm. What the fuck, right? Like, I don't think it I, I necessarily just, is uh, no, I know. I just hate that it's there. Like, I hate that. Like, I guess, I guess it's you know, it's not the destination. It's the. No, journey. I'm with you. I hate that it's there too because it's not. It's not like, it. It's it's not something that, it, you know, like it, going back to Dead Space where it's like, oh, that's weird. I wonder what that means because it clearly means nothing. But I was obsess over obsess over it for three. It's literally days. like you find a key and you open a door and there's an axe in the door and it's yes. like, oh, I have to get you the go- axe. You I go through a process. Yes. yes. I opened it in the past and it's here in the future. And now I have it and it's literally fucking nothing. It's yeah, yeah it's a fucking it's, it's not it's not like you found an axe and the axe was just there and you're like, oh, what does this do? It's not like the mannequin finger, which is like you just open a drawer and it's there. This is you go through a step-by-step process to get this axe and then it does nothing. Even if I could just use it to open the door instead of the key and just get out and still just get killed at the end, like at least it would have a purpose. And I think that it would curb a lot of these problems. And, but everybody 
on the Reddit is sort of of this sort of mind of like, yeah, there's probably nothing here, but I'm going to keep looking anyway. And I'm just like, well, is it really hard for them to be like, you found everything? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's one of those things that it's like, we want people to keep going back and playing the game. And I think what... Doesn't that seem like a like a dishonest way to do that? Well, I mean, that's that's marketing, though. That's, you know... I guess, but it's like kind of like promising something that's not there. Like, well, all, like kind of Capcom. Like yeah. you're like you're you're saying nothing and you're being like 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 coy about it, you know. And and like if there really isn't nothing, like you're just like the Wizard of Oz, man. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's very interesting. I uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, either go Google this or wait till tonight when I upload that video. But um, literally, it's just like a crazy mystery that i mean there's even oh there's a girl like a random ghost girl in this game that no one knows what purpose she serves she just yeah will be right there and you're like oh okay what was that for i mean and i'm not even really so upset about that as i am about like just clues that don't mean anything Mm -hmm. like the ghost girl whatever like it's like a cool thing that i could talk about and post things and write a fan fiction about and that like whatever there's not like a promise to that but it's yeah. just that there's that there's promises that that like it you know it it like you put something there that's interesting and remarkable and it just doesn't mean anything. It's not the same. Well, I guess if anything, it makes people excited for Resident Evil Seven. Here's my concern: Resident Evil Seven, I imagine, isn't even going to be anything like the game we played. Right. It's like a lost situation. It's like you're creating like a very big mystery at the beginning that's getting everybody excited about it or Cloverfield situation. Mm-hmm. And then and then the payoff is like, you know, like some people will enjoy it. Some people who can like separate their like imagination from reality and like judge the thing that they're getting for what it is. But but, you know, I did play the Resident Evil demo for six hours yeah, and am no farther along in learning anything than I when I was after one hour. Yes, the and I only, just feel like I wasted time, like like snake oil. The only connection, the only connection to the game is a photo that says like I think they're watching us from that helicopter. Right. That there's no connection to the Resident Evil series in this entire thing at all. It's it's weird. I can't wait to see what becomes of it. Yeah, I. It's the same thing. It just it was it's. If you're looking for something to do with your free time, there is a Reddit and you can go speculate about Resident Evil 7. And I did it for some time and I wasn't fully satisfied with my time doing it. Wait, yeah. so you guys have a video where you like pretty much looked into all of this shit though. Right? Yeah, we went a lot did, of it. We yeah. did ev- we did we everything gotta, that is chat, We don't got to do nothing. Just watch yeah. the video. We, we did gotta- everything that is possible to be done and then went online and tried to find more and tried to do that. Like we did everything there was to do, and we we were the ones who were like, we're gonna figure out what this finger does. Nope, no way. <laughs> nope, no way. Massive thousands, failure. Thousands of people have tried and failed, and we were just another one. Yeah, <laughs> just more failures in the that's state. Us. Yeah, that sucks. But you know, I I it's it's fun. It's a fun ass game. I wish I wish it actually led to something. Yeah, I, I I'm really interested to see what the game is. My dream is that it's like a game where you like drive around like a really scary town and there's like a couple abandoned houses and it's similar in tone to the demo. That would but be what great. Does it have, but what does that have to do with resident? Like, I don't understand. It could just, it could just be like a small scale story told in a new way. And I, I and, and it's set in the resident evil world, but, but you know, it's not cause 
I don't want to spoil anything, but literally Ada Wong is in the demo. So, well, we don't know if it's Ada Wong. It's totally Ada Wong. I know that. <laughs> I, I, I know that, but I have to respect the fact that they haven't told us that it is. Yeah. It's just lame. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that, yeah. Duker, you play anything else? What are we? I'm trying to think. Uh, let me look at Steam. Did I play anything else? Um, not that I can think of, mm-hmm. honestly. Aside from like some Overwatch, I still haven't. I still haven't tried out the uh, the ranked. So I know that you can try out ranked now. Oh, in the like you the, the, the PTR. The PTR. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I heard it's just like kind of weird. I- like but I mean, it's a mini really tournament, fun. isn't it? You've got to play a certain yeah. number of rounds. So right. it's for the people that are looking for <coughs> a more team-oriented experience. Whereas to me, Overwatch is a very drop-in, play-around, drop-out kind of game. So, I mean, I don't really have too much interest in that mode. But I know I'm... the guys that were into it competitively obviously want that mode to be there. It's probably I'm fun curious. to hop on chat and just like screw around in the in the ranked mode for a little bit. But I'm curious what the, like, because I know a lot of people are complaining about team stacking and all the different things like that's kind of what the game's about though so i'm very yeah. curious competitive wise what people will think because people i think because i i don't know i don't know what it is like people just were bitching about stacking characters but can't you just switch like it's not competitive you're locked in so like i don't understand what the complaint is like isn't mm. it just you can right am i wrong because well, think- you can counter like if someone stacks like yeah. a, you can counter their characters and if you're a good team you should be able to figure that out right am i am i crazy for thinking that isn't a thing from from my perspective it's just that like you're in ranked right and if you are going into a ranked game stacked i think it could feel like less fun and more just like frustrating to the other players like you're not really taking this seriously. Or well, like, but I mean, there's know. there's like a legit real strat that I've seen a few competitive like teams. I can't believe I'm saying that. The game doesn't even have a competitive mode. But competitive teams start out with where they all go Hanzo and use that like widespread bouncing shot at the yeah. very beginning of the game, right at the entrance of every single... So as you run out, you're instantly killed. I know that's a lot of people's openers and then they play as Hanzo until they die and then they switch to another character. And, or sometimes I've seen them jump off a cliff to switch. Like, there's there's different strategies that I think people do. I'm very curious. Like, yeah, it, it, sometimes, I don't know. I don't know. I guess people are complaining, like, oh, you can stack, and then, like, five Zarya's and a Lucio, and it's unkillable. And I'm like, well, they are well, killable, though. They, that's, they're, the they're, story of every, that's the story of every multiple. Yeah. That's the story of every multiplayer game, though. It's like... People have an idea of the way that they want to play the game, and then they have to face the reality of like, well, if I'm gonna get a, if I'm gonna take a step towards actually trying to win every match, you know, if I'm really gonna try and like win, you have to just like play the fucking game. You have to like not, you can't just be the guy you want to be every time. You have to, you have to let it. You have to let that's the game it. Tell you how to play, and I think yeah, that I- that always happens with shit like this. You know, uh, and there's always backlash against competitive players and everything. Like, I'm big in the Pokemon scene, and pe- it's like, you know, the big thing with Pokemon is like, oh, there's like 12 Pokemon total represented in the championships. Every every player is supposed to have eight teams. So, so little variation. But it's like, you know, if you want to win, you got to do what it takes to win. And if that's where the meta is, you know, that's where it's going to be. 
you're going to just have to do what it is. And th- there's a no way to balance something perfectly. Yeah. I think like it's, it's same thing with street fighter. We saw that ever or, or every year at Evo, it's the same five or six characters over and over and over again. And then when someone plays something different, like last year, when the, when, uh, Reddit got the jury guy to show up, everyone was losing their mind. Cause they're like, what, how is he even going to do well? Cause it's just, the tier list man once once someone's on a tier list as better than someone else which i think is great for overwatch in that everyone counters everyone the only person who's on a tier list at the moment should be uh, uh roadhog because roadhog since they nerfed mccree there's only like two guys that can really hurt him yeah and he, his hook is super powerful like but with that all said there's still counters like everything's counterable I don't know. I just, people were complaining about it. And as far as I can tell, the only people complaining about, oh, they're stacking are the people who play like two, maybe three characters. Like, bro, you got to learn to play a lot more than that. Like, there's. I I don't know, you know, because I'm not into competitive Overwatch, but I'm going to. I'm going to take a, a kind of a, a guess at this as to why people don't like the stacking thing. Because you're right when you say that, yes, you know, a stack can be counted. The problem really is not necessarily that a stack can be counted. It's how much time it takes to do the switch and then get into a position to counter it. Bearing in mind that most of the game modes are, are the push. Let's mm-hmm. say, for instance, you you pick some ridiculous um, stack for... Because you can pick a stack for a specific part of each map. Because there are certain stacks oh, yeah. which do incredibly well in particular parts of the map. By the mm-hmm. time that you have switched characters to counter it, organized, and then run back to that area, you've already lost that part of the map. Um, so to me, it, I think that's why people are concerned about stacking in, in competitive play. Because while you can counter it, it takes too long to counter it. So at that point, yeah, eventually you'll beat them. But they got a bunch of traction out of that composition before you were able to switch and really get your shit together and sort that out and it's also i think very difficult to balance a game where you can have a lot of one hero Mm-hmm. there's a reason why dota doesn't let you play three fucking skeleton kings or whatever because having three guys who have an automatic passive resurrection and three hard stuns would be very difficult to beat uh whereas if there's only one of them it's much easier to absorb that with your whatever your team composition happens to be it's much it's much easier to not get completely steamrolled by that so right. i think that's probably why they don't want um, big stacks. I think it can cause more problems uh, than is reasonable, and maybe it might be in competitive mode. Maybe you just limit it to two of one hero or something. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not like you're wrong. You can totally counter. Like if someone goes to fucking five Zarya, one Lucio. Yeah, of course that's totally counterable. Um, it's just it's also quite difficult to counter. You know, especially if they all have fucking ultis like chaining the fucking particle shit and all constantly spamming shields and things that's it's the same thing that when people go like five or six winston it's like there are so many fucking shields here i can't shoot anything well i i think i think what's gonna happen that will end this very quickly is there's just gonna be some guy named like fang long who only plays genji because that's always a genji name and it's gonna be like that guy who murders everyone like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to do this awesome stack, and one player just wrecks it. Then people are going to be like, oh, that's a dumb idea. And that will phase out real quickly. There's always going to be one or two guys who just murder everyone and change people's minds about stacking like that. Well, that's why that's why I like what LCS 
kind of did, which is where they just kind of like shuffle the deck a little bit between seasons. And I think if if competitive Overwatch becomes like a true, you know, world stage esport, which it could it could be, like I could see it being just purely based on popularity, like getting some good big events. Oh, I, I could totally see it as an esport. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as they uh, clean it up a little bit. It's way too colorful I think, right now. Yeah. As, thing, as long as they keep the, you know, make those changes, like maybe this season or this first trial run, you know, stacking, maybe they just want to see what happens. Maybe they just want to see how people deal with stacking for a little yeah. while, you know? And then oh, when they... Some guy called Darkness with fives for S's <laughs> who plays Reaper who will just destroy a, a group of people stacked up as something. Like, there's always going to be an exploit or something yeah, like something. that. It feels like an exploit. And it's just going to be one player who just is better than the other five combined in their stack and then just destroys them and their healer. And it's, yeah, it won't be... I feel like this it won't be an issue. It seems like an issue now because everyone's sort of on an even playing field. But in real competitive mode, as it gets higher and higher up, people are just going to, like, destroy stacks. Yeah, I, 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 am, I imagine that as time goes on, just meta will change but it's i mean that's how it is with everything but i just like the idea that like you know this season they'll be like yeah like this season's all about stacking this season's all about like you know some type whatever other strategy there is maybe this season it's like you can only pick these five characters and everybody has to be one of them or whatever you know what i mean if they and if they keep nerfing characters like mccree thank god they did that or if they keep like uh like i know on console Torbjorn's getting a massive nerf because like yeah, he's way overpowered. It's, it's there. much harder to kill the turret with a console aim than it is on PC. Yeah, if they keep changing things, eventually some of the stacking metas that exist now won't work. So no. You know, it'd just be one of those things that we'll have to see what happens with time. I mean, yeah. I, again, this is one of those things that I goes back to when Heroes of the Storm came out or um Hearthstone came out. Blizzard puts themselves in a box by saying, these are casual, fun games. These are, you know, like, Overwatches are fun, like, jump on, jump off, you're playing with your friends, having a good time game. Also, it's competitive, which is a huge <laughs> yeah. box to put themselves in. The last three games they made is, like, casual, fun, kind of, like, chill out with your friend games. And also, they have massive competitive modes, which is difficult to... to Combine the two. Yeah, I've never really understood that because one scene obviously affects the other. I mean, this goes back all the way back to WoW. Remember when we were playing WoW back in the days of the the great uh, PVE versus PVP debate? Where, yep. you know, uh, there was a time when PVE raiding was necessary to get the gear to do arena competitively. So the PVPs yep. were super fucking pissed. And then it was the other way around. There was a time when PVP gear was almost better than every piece of raid gear. I think it was the Molten Core days and like Blackwing Lair, where a lot of people were just in raid gear, uh, in uh, so in PvP arena gear, because it was better than the raid gear they could get. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want my PvE to affect my PvP, or I'm just a PvPer, so why should I have to go and do PvE? Why is this fucking asshole in Battlegrounds in full tier 2 and kicking my ass with raid gear? He should be in PvP gear. I can't get that gear, because I'm not a raider. And, uh, it even goes back to that, and Fucking Hearthstone's a great example of we have a competitive scene for a game which has so much fucking RNG in it that there is yeah. absolutely no reason why there should ever be a competitive scene for this game because there are tournaments literally being decided by coin flips on a very regular basis. <laughs> There's basically no consistency in who ends up being in the top... T this is a, a huge post on the Hearthstone forums for a long time. There's no consistency 
with who wins Hearthstone tournaments because that game is so fucking random that any you know, as long as you are at a certain level, you could totally knock out the best fucking player in the world in the goddamn bracket stage, you know, in the round of 256 because he happened to draw badly and lose three games in a row. You can, that's a thing. It's like, why does this game have a competitive scene if that is the case? Yes. So I was just thinking about this, you know, because we're discussing it. And uh, I mean, I like discussion without thinking. I think, you know, (laughs) just just go for it. Just say 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 what you think. First thing that comes into your mind, say it like it's gospel and everybody's down. They're all question it. If you answer a little bit of word association. It's true, especially if you have a British accent, which unfortunately I don't, but I'm going to do my best. Um, So do you think that part of the reason why all of these like casual versions of the genre that Blizzard keep making wind up immediately having this like, well, competitive though, right? Is because since they're so casual, there's so many people who play it and feel like they're fucking awesome at it. And I think, they're like, I think that's a big part of it. You yeah. know what? I could compete in this. I'm like so good at this game. Are we, is, are there going to be tournaments? Like I could do that. You know, I feel like there's, there's almost an immediate request for ranked because suddenly people play the game and are like, I'm really good at this. I should compete. I want to see how good I am compared to everybody else because I'm positive. I'm like the best Junkrat player ever. There's, there's a lot of that. Yeah. There's also, there's also a lot of like you not like, once you get into a game and you start to have your own feelings about your skill at the game where you're starting to feel like, Oh, I'm like not just losing every time I go online. Like if you are having a problem with your gameplay strategy yourself and you don't have a coach, you don't have, maybe you're, you, maybe you don't even have a single friend in real life to talk about the game with. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, like it, maybe, maybe you just like do this it, you know, after work, and it's just like a thing you do, you know, if you start getting your shit packed by Genji every single time, right? Like your opinion is going to be Genji needs to be nerfed. You know what I mean? Because you aren't, you're not, you don't playing the game. You're not responsible to take a step back and look at the scene and look at the pro scene and look at how people who are way better than you are playing the game. Like that's not part of my enjoyment of the game. Whereas something like football, everybody's watching the people who are best at the damn game play it and people talk about those people and that's how you learn the game but because it's a video game and you're literally it's like if in football or baseball or you know because we're in los angeles uh like uh you know it'd be like if when you every every time anyone played baseball they're going out and playing dodger stadium you know what I mean? And and you have your own idea about it and you're like, that wall's too far away. I can't hit a home run in this stadium. Like, well, the fucking pro baseball players can. Yeah. So, so that's that's another reason why people are always you know I, oh, when when you, I mean when you look at I, I think it's definitely what Dodger was saying about the idea that people just assume like, oh, I'm amazing at this. But it's also the fact that I think from Blizzard's point of view. They many people consider them like StarCraft is by many people's standards is like the granddaddy of esports. Like that shit blew up and changed the world of esports. Um, and so Blizzard, I think, is constantly on the edge of like we have to have one more, like we need to get that, we need to grab that again. StarCraft was our jam, and now StarCraft's kind of dying off, and we need something, we need some other big esport that's gonna do it. And oh, so definitely, everything definitely they make. 
yeah, and, and it makes sense to me, but it's one of those things that's like you understand that they are grabbing for whatever it could be, but at the same time, they understand that. Thank you, Wallace. I hear him in the background agree with me. <laughs> yeah, understand- well, Wallace is totally down with what you're. Yeah. They un- they understand that uh, the 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 casual market is the way to go. So again, it comes back to this weird problem Blizzard has, which is casual market. That's where most people are going to play, but also esports is where money's at. So let's do both, which is super super difficult to do. And I, I you know it's it's interesting watching them try because a perfect example of of that is in Overwatch. It's casual hitboxes that they're then going to make competitive. So you have people like Diva who her entire front half of her body is a hitbox. It's like a head hitbox. You have sniper footage, which is people just spinning and twirling, not even using, barely using scopes, getting headshots. And it's like, what? Well, I mean, it, there, there was a shot that, that really got me where someone got shot in the head despite his head being 100% behind a pillar because the hitbox peeked out from the pillar because it's a combination of the head bo- the head, hitbox for the head is too big and the hitbox for the projectile is also too big. So, you know, you can pull off shots that are literally impossible. Uh, and yeah, if you want to be taken seriously as a competitive game, you, you need have to, to not that. fucking do that because you put that in the hands of someone who's ridiculously good and that becomes insane. You know, yeah, and there's also I mean, issues with the net code and lag compensation and uh, tick rate and such. I feel like literally everybody who's played that game at some point or another has been like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, this makes no sense. I'm literally watching the replay right now, and I'm nowhere yep. to be found. Like, what yep. the And 85% of that is with fucking Hanzo as well. Hanzo, always. Yeah, yeah. like, well, I, 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 I got on there a couple of days ago where the guy's literally just aiming at the floor and headshots me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What? Like, what the fuck yeah. just happened? Well, that's the other thing about real sports versus esports, again, and why there's not so much, like, debate about the rules. I mean, every once in a while there is debate about the rules, but not in the way that it is a everyday thing with esports is that all sports are bound by the laws of physics yeah mm. so so there's certain which are inherently understandable yeah. to a regular yeah. person <laughs> right right so if and you, so everything yeah, you see know. makes sense in your head but that's not yes. the case in esports actually no right. some things not are ridiculous and so yeah, that's no, and there's no consistency like so like if you're looking at basketball and you're looking at baseball right like you still know that like everything falls at a constant speed thanks to gravity you know mm-hmm. what i mean but in Battlefield versus Call of Duty versus Counter-Strike versus Overwatch, even just the idea of shooting something out of a gun at another player is a it's completely same. different yeah. set of equations. Different so, so unless you're only playing Overwatch ever, you know what I mean? Like maybe a gun doesn't work the way it's supposed to, or like maybe this headshot thing or this hitbox situation, like I could, you know, you can take a step back and as long as there's transparency about the meta of the game, like that can all be figured in. It's not clean and it's not, doesn't make sense logically. I think it's dumb. But you know it happens within the rules of the game world. Right, exactly. And I think, I think like if there could be more education about that or something on the part of the developers or something, I I don't know. It's not really on them to do that if they're saying it's going to be casual, but if it is going to be competitive, there needs to be. They have to do it. They have to. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which is one of those things where I... Yeah, I, I just don't, I don't understand, but I do understand kind of deals. We're like, you can't keep saying all of our games are casual, casual, casual. We're a casual, friendly market, and then at the same time be like, but check out our our competitive mode. Like, well, then right. that even that, down to the even down to the talent. Like a lot of the time, like for most 
uh, fighting games, for example. Sure, like a lot of the people who are hosting these things are very like, uh, you know, educated about the mechanics of the game a lot of the time. But right. a lot of the time also, and like this doesn't happen so much on TV or something like that. I mean, it does sometimes, but like there's a lot more willingness on the part of a promoter or somebody to put somebody casting the game who doesn't really know the, what the fuck they're talking about. You know, that's a problem a lot of the time. Like you're watching a tournament and somebody who's on mic, you're just like, what the fuck are they like talk? Like this person doesn't even play this game, obviously. And it's like, that's the kind of problem. Like if I like Jesse Cox, you know what I mean? Like you don't want me casting. If you I, like me, I you mean, don't want me we're, casting. We're, we're talking in hypotheticals here, right? Just well, yeah, if I, if I actually yeah. like Hypothetically, if I like Jesse. Yeah. In a fantasy world that's unlike this one, if I actually liked Jesse Cox. I went to the metal mausoleum. The yeah. mausoleum of metal. Yeah. Mausoleum of metal. No, this if he was casting. the darkest timeline. If he was casting Street Fighter, you know what I mean? I, I'm sure Jesse likes, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak to your knowledge I, I, of Street Fighter. I love Street Fighter. I don't, I couldn't tell you shit about Street right. Fighter. Right, right. <laughs> but if I'm a Jesse Cox fan and I go to watch the tournament that Jesse Cox is casting, and he's talking shit on, I don't know, Armika. He's just talking mad shit on Armika and how she fits me. into the game. Maybe he, just, maybe he just fucking hates. Maybe Armika doesn't say hi to him at the airport. Who knows why he hates Armika, right? But if he's talking shit on Armika, I like Jesse more than I and, – and, and my allegiance to Jesse makes me believe everything that he says. Mm. And goes and goes on his team, and so there's all these people complaining about this game, these games, and they're they're misinformed. The game doesn't make clear what is going on when the confusion happens, and you know you you get a you get a notice that somebody's nerfing something. Like I play Destiny pretty regularly, and I you know I see people go go insane when you know oh they nerf shotguns or they do whatever, and it's like. Why? I love my shotgun. And it's like, no, like in, in high level play, this is why this is happening. But there's not even a centralized place to go watch that shit. Yeah. And so we're not even all having the same conversation. It's like three separate scenes all about Destiny that are online and nobody even they're not even the same fucking scene. That's the truth right there. That's absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely the point. And the same thing happened with WoW. And I think that's what tore WoW apart to some extent where there was the high rating scene. There was the super casual scene. And then there was the people who just logged in every once in a while and wanted a real quick experience. And they had to focus on those high-level raiders because the high-level raiders were the ones who were on all the forums, who were on everywhere, bitching about everything and complaining about everything. And, and so for a while, they focused only on those guys. And then when they switched to the casuals, because the casuals were their main numbers, the high-level raiders, all it is is complaints now. Like it's, and so it's tough. I think it's a, it's a they have so many, like, levels of people involved in their games over at blizzard that it's like all right i don't know good it's not my job to figure this out so thank god but you know they can't yeah it's you can't keep saying everything's casual and then make it competitive that's not how it works the, the only the only way to do it is to take ownership of it and to make sure that you have consistency across all all yeah. media because otherwise it's just going to be people like getting mad at their own shadows it's never gonna grow. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be pressure. Like I'd be mad if I came back to a game that I hadn't played for three months and shotguns work totally differently. But like as a level-headed man, I can tell you that I, I, you know, in my thought processes, oh, I don't live and breathe this game every day in my goddamn life. So maybe a change in the game wasn't made specifically to help me out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Inconceivable. But people don't do that. People don't think that way. And I think that's really the main 
op like like obstacle to to like healthy game balancing. Yeah. Oh, good, good luck fixing that part of the broken human yeah. psyche. That'll Damn. take a while. I'm going to take a break. Yeah. We're going to go uh, take a break bars. from our broken psyche for five minutes. And when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about the news, what there is of it. My name is Total Biscuit, and these are the guests of our show. Aren't they wonderful? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast for the final hour or so of the show. And we're going to talk a little bit of news of what there <laughs> is of it. Uh, Tetris movie trilogy. What? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, not not because they're trying to get blood from a stone. No, no, no. Because <laughs> like blood full, from a block. A full story arc. They have a full story arc that they are excited to expand upon. And Don't shortchange what could be possibly a pretty good idea. Okay. No. The guy in charge of this is the guy who made every like made every Mortal Kombat movie, even the awful ones. True Lies. There's and not movie. like an awesome Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, there there's is. not like the oh, first that one. one's. Yeah, I the mean, first one's awesome. First Get one's amazing. <laughs> the first one is acceptable. It's Here, a movie. Look, when you were when you were like a young kid, the first one was the shit. I don't care what you say. I remember that. Yeah. I, did I imagine it wrong, or does Shang Tsung like <laughs> give the finger and suck your skull? <laughs> does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I should I should revisit that movie. <laughs> what? Anyway, no. Tetris sounds like it's gonna be great. No, Shang Tsung doesn't go. Your soul is mine. <laughs> That's what he does. God, you know what the best quote from the the interview that he did was the producer Larry Kazanov uh, that he did with the Guardian newspaper. And this is not. I'm gonna take this out of context on purpose because it's hilarious. If I do, quote, no yeah. one has come remotely close to figuring out what we're doing. It's like. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I think you're right. <laughs> All Jesse, we know is that we want three movies worth of it. Jesse, can you read the quote that you read us before? The oh, break? shit. Um, I wish I could. Yeah, hold on. Uh, it's, like from beginning to end, it's just so like. God damn. I don't, what, I don't, I don't have know if he realized. <laughs> I don't know if he basically, realized. The basic gist of the quote was that he was like, I think people don't understand what we're trying to do here is we're not trying to, you know, wring blood from a, a, a stone. We're trying to create something that's going to be special. And it's not just going to be blocks with legs walking around. It's going to be a oh, real. That movie. would be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a real movie. It's going to be a real trilogy. We're not going to do one of those like make eight and try to get two from the last movie kind of movies. Like it's, it's clearly a guy just like, I don't think even I know what we're doing. And then he's like, yeah, and then, you know. I wonder how you're gonna no. get one movie from this, let alone three. What Absolutely. the fuck even is this thing? I yeah, I don't. Here's 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 the thing. I I just want to. I just. I hope for the sake of nerds everywhere that it does worse than the Warcraft movie, or else that's an inherent problem. Well, I else, think it, I think it probably will. Let's be honest. The Warcraft movie did pretty well. The battleship movie was bad, right? All, oh, of them, all of them. Awful. They've all been bad. Oh, yeah. have been like, wow, that was great. Just making sure. Film. Just making sure. The thing is, I, I like stupid movies, and Battleship was a very stupid movie. Okay. They made a Ouija board movie. Like, just like the Hasbro, yeah. like all the like Parker Brothers shit. Like, they're just like, yo, what if we make it a movie? Now there's Tetris. Tetris. Three. Three Tetris movies, which, as we discussed before the podcast started, the only way they're sellable to me as an audience is if they name them after the the uh, type songs. A, type B, type C. Yeah, type A, type B, type C. Those are the names of each of the movies. Tetris type A, type type B, and type C. That would be amazing. I'd go. I'd go watch that just because at least they were creative enough to come up with that great name. 
That's worth seventeen. Or they listened to this podcast just now and they were like, "Oh fuck, stop everything." Somebody yeah, has stop. an idea. Somebody has a fucking idea. Write that shit down. Ideas happening right now in real time. Wow. What if it's aliens? What if it's based on aliens and they communicate just like in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but it's with the Tetris songs? So it's like. <laughs> and the aliens like bomb 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 that'd be amazing i want that it's as good as uh close encounters of the third kind <laughs> obviously yeah they're very comparable yeah he, he was like he was like it's not like we're gonna have blocks walking around on the street and it's like i fucking hope not <laughs> yeah i certainly hope that isn't true speaking of comparable so that segue. Indeed, I'm fucking good at this. We do this shit for five years. I'm like, I'm the, I'm the. We really haven't done podcast of podcasts for fucking ever. Or not long enough. Oh shit, that's true. Not long enough. Twenty years. Yeah. So n- news today: uh, the game Orion Prelude has been taken down from Steam by Activision with a DMCA claim. Uh, yeah. So the claim is, and you know, I I was reading about this last night and. I, I almost felt sorry for the developer until I realized that they have a history of this shit. Um, yeah. The claim is that uh, the game Orion Prelude uses weapon content art from Call of Duty Black Ops 3 and Advanced Warfare. The weapon art in question includes the M8A7 rifle, the Haymaker rifle, and the BAL-27. So they basically claimed they stole weapon models from the game, copied them, and put them into Orion Prelude. Right. Now, the developer responded by this with, with a couple of comparisons and said, no, we totally didn't. The comparisons were a bit shitty. Like, if you click the comparisons in the link that I gave you in the chat, you'll notice that they show completely different models at completely different angles. Unfortunately for them, of course, the internet being the internet, decided, actually, let's just do a proper comparison. And they compared the in-game model of both of these weapons. And, oh my god, are they fucking the same thing. I just, uh, I threw you a link to it right there. The Haymaker, the Haymaker in the actual comparison, looks exceedingly similar. Yeah. Now have a look at the M8A7 in the screenshot that I just posted and tell me that is not the same fucking gun. Because holy (laughs) crap. Yo. Yo. Yeah. Let let me see if I can show this to the people on screen. So this right here is the top of the... similar. uh, The M8A7 in the Orion game. And let's see if I can... I'm just trying to show you the rest of it. Hang on. Nope, that, yeah, that is not that. working at all. Wow. Yeah, okay. it, I mean, that is... Hang on a second. I can, I can put this screenshot into into here. It's a less good-looking version of that gun. Yes, uh, pretty much. Let me just add this. Cause, like, it the, looks the, like they just like tacked so much... some stuff on. Yeah, the, there's actually like so many similarities uh, between these two things. Where's my documents folder? Fucking hell. Where's my downloads folder? Jesus Christ, this should t- not take as long as it bloody does. And there, yeah, they, they, it's one of those things where like, and they changed. There. There's you know the what this is? You know what this is? This is the vanilla ice of of video games, where it's like, no, no, it doesn't go. It goes. Like it's like it's the same fucking thing, vanilla ice. Yeah, this is this is. It, I mean, just, it's a little bit different, and it's like not by it's much, like, but not much. Yeah, it's not enough to say that it isn't straight up plagiarism. The the, dam- the damning part of it to me, uh, at least in that picture, and there are several other examples of the other weapons, is that if you look at the the top iron sight, 
look at those four little blue things in that incomplete circle mm-hmm. directly below that and tell right. me that is not fucking identical. The, the Xbox uh, button. Yeah. Yep. Also, also look at the the two little shapes in in the top rail uh, where yeah. uh, you know one of them, which is the C sort shape. of oblong, and then yeah, there's then the, then there's that shape that like uh, has a line that then bends and then goes down again. Uh, not sight. Yeah, yeah, the sight at the end is the sight at the, the end is identical. Exact same. Uh, there's really no question about that. And you know, and wow, okay, all of our cameras just disappeared. Uh, great, that's awesome. There we go. We're back. Oh God. Uh, please consistently move so I know the software hasn't crashed. Thank you. Great. Wonderful. All right. Anyway, back to what we were saying, which again was the Orion. Orion. DMCA These guns takeover. look fucking the same. They, they they very much do. <laughs> There's a bunch of different screenshots showing identical <laughs> details, and the guns are not identical in and of themselves. They're not direct asset copies, but they basically took giant chunks of the weapons and slapped them together. So I mean, it, the it, the case seems really cut and dry. I'm gonna be honest, you know, with the amount you were of saying they have a history company. of this. Yes. So back in 2013, this game has changed its name on at least two occasions. It used to be called Orion Dino Beatdown. Uh, it, is, okay. it was then named to Orion Dino Horde. It was then changed the name again to Orion Prelude. They keep changing the name of it so that they can get rid of all of the old bad reviews. Now, to their credit, the game well, is a lot better. Up. Yes, the game is a lot better than it was back in 2013. Like, it's not necessarily a bad game right now, but the thing is that they also have a history of stealing assets from other games. Uh, back in 2013, there was an accusation that was pretty much accurate that they used their dispenser model was the exact same as the Armory from Natural Selection 2. Exactly the same model. Not to mention they were um, accused of tracing concept art from Primal Carnage. The studio itself uh, was banned from Polycount, which is like the biggest forum for professional 3D graphics artists. The studio changed concept art. Yep, the studio changed its name from Spiral Studios to Trek Industries, which you know definitely sounds like a way to try and dodge that negative press. So, and the the developer has got a history of some pretty ridiculous stuff like when he renamed the game and kind of relaunched it part of the trailer was him claiming that like everyone had judged the game unfairly and stuff like that and trust me i having played it at that point no they didn't judge that game unfairly if anything they were generous that game was a piece of crap so yet again they're in serious trouble except this time they decided apparently to piss off one of the largest publishers in the world for some reason why would you do that what the fuck what yeah i don't it's so uh it's so weird that you would just straight up copy I don't know. I mean, you know, if I were to give them the benefit of the doubt, then they probably contracted out the uh, the art to somebody, and that person did, you know, fucking stole it and, and did a quick job. Um, those asking, by the way, those are not based on real guns. Uh, if you look at those, those are not real weapons. Bear in mind, it's advanced warfare. Those are futuristic guns. Uh, you know, the Haymaker, the M8A7, they do not exist. They're not real weapons. Um, neither is the BAL-27. So they are original creations. And obviously, a gun's going to look like a gun. We get that. But if you look at the details, they are way too fucking close. There are there are so many identical parts there that are not actually part of your regular weapon. You know, it's not like this looks like an M16. You know, lots of guns look like right, M16. Right, it's not like, yeah, it's not like it, it looks as similar because it no. was 
Yeah, not at all. You know, bear in mind, this is also the same fucking game that quite literally made Boba Fett's helmet and sold it in their microtransaction store without any obvious permission from Disney. <laughs> so I have a feeling, just a little inkling, that yes, they may be in the wrong on this one. But you know what's kind of disturbing to me is that Activision has the ability to take an entire game down from Steam over a couple of models. Yeah. As much as these guys are in the wrong, does that not, like, rub you the wrong way a little bit? Maybe, but it could be that Steam is like, oh, these fucking guys again. All right, fuck it. Like, shut it down. Fuck this. I'm, we're over this. You know what I mean? Like, it could be more that it has to do with their history, but, I mean, I guess the fact that Activision could just make a call is is scary well i mean that's actually how the dmca really works like in america pretty much anybody can make a call and the person that's hosting the content has got to take it down immediately they have to comply immediately which is kind of a problem with the law more so than anything else you know it, we we've all had the same issue with youtube right where we've had to take mm -hmm. down a video just disappeared and we've had no chance to dispute it uh it's because that youtube model is based on the dmca and you've got to comply with the dmca claim immediately you don't have a choice right. It's certainly very disturbing, though, I have to say. I mean, the, the obvious solution to this would be to just take those fucking models out of the game, and then they should be <coughs> able to yeah, go Yeah, develop your fucking game, yeah. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe stop stealing other people's content. Yeah. yeah I, I wonder what the discussion would be if this was just a game where, you know, Activision thought that it was stuff that was similar, but it wasn't, or it was something smaller than, like, gun usage. You know, like, that kind of stuff? One of those things where it was a little more vague. Like this seems very clear and cut. It's like very they cut and totally dry, stole this. I think. Yeah, they they stole this shit. It's very obvious. But I wonder what the feedback would be if it was something that was borderline, maybe, maybe not. Like no one really knew. Like then I think there'd be much more of a concern. But I feel like totally on this like for this you know, example, everyone's like, Oh yeah, no, that's bullshit. They stole that. So yeah, I don't know. It, Wallace it definitely is. He's not a fan of theft. No. no, he's not even. He's not even in here anymore. I don't even know yeah. where he is that he's barking. Oh, he's out right outside my door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just losing his shit about piracy. So yeah. <laughs> he uh, hates that stuff, man. He hates it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I certainly think in this case justice. that like it, the, the process is disturbing, but it was used correctly in this instance. Right. So yeah. now it will it will be interesting if somehow. You know, they are able to prove that those guns existed before Black Ops 3 came out or whatever, but it looks like that is clearly not true. Look Do at that blue thing. That blue thing is like so, so com it's so complex. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so it's very, very obvious. You know, and, and what gets me as well is that they tried to misrepresent it by posting like really dodgy comparison shots of like, no, that you posted this at a completely different angle on purpose. And then when someone went in game and checked it, it's like, oh yeah, this is totally the same thing. Yeah, it looks like it has, it looks like it doesn't have like its ammo drum in, in the official comparison. That's actually true. Yeah, they they deliberately like left the magwell empty like on purpose and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, this, this is not, you're trying to bullshit people. Mm -hmm. Don't try and bullshit people on the internet. There are people that have nothing better to do. Trust me, they will find out your bullshit. Oh, absolutely. You can't yeah. tell a lie on the internet, you crazy? <laughs> you, you you really cannot. That's a you know? fact. That's a fact. You can't lie on the internet. Unless yeah. you say it enough. Oh, oh and yeah. Then, then the big lie. Reality. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big lie works. But something like this, which can be very easily proven otherwise, no, people are going to call you on your bullshit real quick. Yeah. No. Shame. But, you know, because, again, that game has got better than it was. It's actually not terrible now, but... 
it's hard to support a company that clearly is you know has stolen from other indies and done really shady shit which these guys have so. and why the fuck would you steal from activision of, of all, all people yeah of all the yeah. sleeping monsters that you could poke with a stick <laughs> It's like their lawyers are just raring to go. They're like bored, and uh, someone oh, someone totally. finds out, like the fucking bat signal goes off. You know, it's just a briefcase in the sky. It's like yeah. away <laughs> to the litigious mobile. They, they just call. They just they're like, yeah. oh, the signal. And off they go. Yeah, they're gonna have a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, so that's that. Um, let's see what else there is on the news. Uh, do you want to talk about this Twitch cheering thing? Like, is that something that you would like to discuss? Like, every. Alex, do you, do you stream on a regular basis? I don't stream on a regular basis, but I, I'm I'm fairly I'm fairly aware of the of the of the cheer situation and and the controversy around it. Sure. Uh, just so just so everybody knows, if we are going to talk about it, since I'm part of the program, I'm under contract. I'm NDA'd on certain information, so there's a lot of this that I won't be able to take part in. But speculate away. Sure. Yeah. So, the, 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 ask, so is you it can't, we can't talk about the split, right? Mm-mm. No. Is it only certain people that are that have access to this ability? They're yeah. like 50 For now. people are part of the beta of this cheering program. So they're like trying it out right now and seeing how it goes. All right. I, I just want to bring this up before we even start. Yeah. So Cheering is a donation process, yes? <laughs> sort <laughs> of, yeah. It's what's called micro donations. So the idea is that... Well, can't... donations are the, right wo- are the wrong word though, right? Because you can't like write these off. Well, you can't write donations off anyway unless you're a charitable organization. It counts as income. I, yeah, I, yeah, I just mean like donating to some. It's not like you're giving them. Chi- I mean, I guess you are. It's like tipping. It's like tip. All right, yeah, that's a better way. Let's of putting you, it. we'll use tip for the time being. Yeah, so so it's a it's a micro tipping system, and the whole point is that rather than giving, uh, you know, just going on PayPal and giving five bucks to your favorite streamer, you buy this imaginary currency called bits, and you buy a certain number of them, and you can buy a lot of them for not a lot of money. And what you can do is you can then distribute your bits. This this entire <laughs> fucking conversation is gonna be it's nothing look, but jokes about this. So good. Like like being able to put bits in Sam's chat and everybody's like, oh man, Dodger's throwing her bits around. Just how, how many how much innuendo are we gonna get in this conversation? A lot. I'm gonna try <laughs> for the most. I mean guys, guys, guys. It rhymes with tits. How 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 do they not think that bits for tits was gonna be a thing? Like that is even do that. Bits is a euphemism for your genitals. It's not difficult. Yeah. You can just go bits with that. For tits, man. No, it's just yeah. show me your bits. Bitstribution. Come Indeed. on. So you can share your bits with as many people as you'd like. <laughs> and you know you can give them a lot of your bits or not so many of your bits not just so the much tip of, of your them. bits i'm just, just giving you the tip of my bits well i mean we're talking about it's a, it's a tipping service right you it know is you a tip, tip with your bits you get the your tip bits. of your bits <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus god and what happens when you donate one of these is that it's uh, it, it does what's called a cheer which is basically it shows an animated icon in in the chat which represents like hey i gave this person a thousand bits yeah you're awesome kind of thing and at the end of the month those bits are converted into money and they are paid along with the regular paycheck to the twitch partner and at the end of the month at the i yeah. believe it's at the end of the month yeah because i mean you, you're paid every 30 days on twitch so 
it, it will right. be in your paycheck. And I assume there's probably a separate section of your of your analytics that say this is the money you were donated. And of course, Twitch takes a percentage. Can we talk about what that percentage is? No, because the only person that does know is under NDA not to tell you. So no, we can't actually there, tell you there that. There are lots of rumors going around. Yes, there are lots of rumors. Deny any of them. Let's just but, put it that way. What we do know is that Twitch does take a percentage of this in some way. How much? We don't know. Do we know their do we know their position on uh third party donations going forward? They have not stated a position on that. From what I I'm going to make an assumption that they don't do a damn thing about them because I think that if they make any effort at all It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a PR nightmare. No, it yeah. would be it would be awful for them to do. And I think they know that, you know, they that that would be one of the only things I think that would actually make people leave Twitch on mass. And that's very hard to do. So a lot of people bring up this idea of, why don't you just go to a different streaming service? Because Twitch is the only really big one that has any actual audience. Like, if anyone wanted to right. move off Twitch, they lose all of their paying subscribers, and they basically lose most of their audience, not to mention any incidental audience that you get from people being on Twitch. Because people go to Twitch to find stuff to watch. It's just like oh, YouTube, yep. you know? It's like turning on the television. If you move to a service where that, that is, doesn't happen, you don't get any of those viewers. You don't get discovered. Nobody fucking finds you. That's why nobody uses these other services, unless they're really either forced to or paid a huge amount of money to right. right which seems it seems a little draconian when you first talk about it right but when you think about it a little bit more like for me at least i mean i'm not it doesn't really affect my livelihood at all so maybe it's different because i don't have that passion that certain twitch streamers are but like first of all you know betting betting on the generosity of your fan base as like a way to rely on you know to for money is is already like you got to know the risks inherent to that absolutely i'm not, not going to make a judgment call on that because that's just like if that's i mean i never thought that i was going to have this job even when i <laughs> when i got involved in this but like for me like it looks like twitch is just like uh-oh like they're not running ads even like we have no way of making money off these that super famous exactly people that are using our platform why yeah and and to me like i don't i'm not I'm not super mad about this. I don't understand the. I don't understand if it, as long as I mean, obviously we don't know, but as long as the split is reasonable and as long as there's not a huge amount of action taken towards people who still just want to give their money on PayPal, I don't know why this is so well, hated. And I see, well, I, I even see benefits to it. I don't know that I. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Is that I don't know why it's hated. I think it's it's. I, I see it more along the lines of when you go to like, especially arcades here in LA, how you put money on a card and then you use the card and then just the money vanishes off your card. You're like, well, that interesting. That didn't last as long as I thought it would. I think it's one of those things where as a consumer, if you're using bits, it's one of those tricks where it's like, oh, well, you gave us your money. Now here's some bits that really have no value and you can just throw yeah, them around. You care and less about it. That, he's gone. I mean, that is one of, definitely one of the reasons behind uh, these virtual currencies is that when you give real tangible money, you feel that leaving your pocket when, you know, when it right. comes to this because you've already prepaid it. It's even the same as like, let's say you have some money in your uh, Steam wallet from like a refund or whatever. You probably find it's a bit easier to spend to that. Spend that. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't feel like you're spending anything. Doesn't feel like it's real, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely an element of that. But there is something also to bear in mind on the positives. Like, you can't, I can't give, let's say I want to give Dodger 20 cents because I'm a cheap motherfucker. And yeah. it turns out I actually can't because if I try to do that, PayPal's, PayPal's going to eat gonna, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So 
when you have a system like this, you can give a very small amount of money to a lot of people or very, very regularly, which means that instead of you being reliant on a small number of large donations, you can be reliant on a large number of small donations. Right. And you can't do that with real money. So that is one benefit of this. Or like, uh, what was it, like a week or two ago, there was that guy who, like, Twitch finally had to, like, throw the gauntlet down and be like, no, we're not going to refund. Where oh, the like, $50,000 um, fake yeah. donation. Yeah, another, I think this may also be in response to the amount of chargeback donations that are happening as yeah, well. Yeah, because there's protection against chargebacks with these as well. The second yeah. that you use them in chat, it's it's gone. You don't have it anymore. Um, yeah, because so. you pre-purchased them. So I think it's a lot harder to run a chargeback on something like that. Although I think it's still possible. It would just be more difficult. I, I guess the big, the big question that I have is why, until, you know, everyone knows what the, the split is, like, what is the, how much does this PayPal take out? Like, it's one of those things where I don't know why you would switch. Right. Um, if PayPal is working fine, then why would you switch? So it's Dip, I less, PayPal's about less steps. Yeah. So PayPal's about I think three percent plus thirty cent flat. So you know the big point that I just made is that PayPal eats any donation below like thirty cents. Like it's gone. Right. You can't make a donation like that. Um, as to why people would switch, I don't think it's about switching. Honestly, I think it is. Uh, it's it's providing another service that runs in tandem. There's nothing stopping you doing both. Hopefully. Um, especially considering one's built into the UI. You don't need to set anything up. You know, with this, you need to set up like, you need to set up PayPal and usually uh, Twitch alerts and what a, a third-party donation service to handle that through it. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to do that with this. It's built into the interface. This, this may also mean that some people that were not willing to donate through a third-party don't have a PayPal account or anything like that, they're more willing to do it through an official service. So you could, because in theory, run both. Uh, but yeah, your, I, po your point is valid that Twitch is probably taking more than what PayPal would in the majority absolutely. of transactions. Yeah. So obviously people are going to be annoyed about that because they're making less money. Assuming you've got to... You think with that, you've got to make an assumption that Twitch bits just cannibalized, your bits just ate up all of your donations from paypal which is never going to happen like no. 100 percent cannibalization rate is not going to happen if somebody wants to give you a hundred dollars they're probably going to still use paypal but if Most somebody likely. wants but if somebody has never ever donated to you before or those people that are on there that are like i really want to donate but it's not worth it and i don't know how and i'm 13 you know if 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 you really do want to donate, if it and and I see how this can be abused in a smurf like way, but if if it wasn't, you know, if if your parent was like, okay, well, you want to like donate to some you to some Twitch streamers that you like, like you want to like support them, great. Here's a hundred dollars, use it over the course of a month, and now that's somebody who never would have donated before, donating. You know what I mean? Like that's that it, it encourages it, and I think I think that's the upside is that you're going to get donations for people who maybe wouldn't before. I think Possibly. hopefully, I mean, I'm trying to be positive about it. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't see a downside to it other than that. It's oh, than that cut. I, I think that that's mostly what people are complaining about is the split and that they don't know what the split is. Uh, right, because before Twitch wasn't taking any of their donation money. And now Twitch is trying to take their donation money. They're not forcing that because they haven't banned third party donations. And I don't think they ever will. 
but they are trying to take a piece of it. And what you mentioned, Alex, earlier is really um, what a lot of people do not understand, that a lot of people are not running ads anymore. Right, right. Which I turn means off- Twitch is making nothing. They're actually making a loss on most people's streams. Yeah, if I that. didn't, if I didn't go to watch Dodger, for example, if I didn't like, if I'm not like a, if I'm not like a, I tune in every day to watch Dodger every time she streams. Hypothetically, if you liked Dodger, yeah, right. if I, if I actually liked it, if I actually liked it, mm-hmm. uh, like legitimately, like if I just stumble across you and I'm watching you for like 20 minutes and then a commercial starts rolling, you're out. I, you're gone. I have no allegiance. I have no allegiance to you. I'm gonna dip. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's something that I think everyone understands on twitch that the ad break you lose like people leave. you lose i mm-hmm. i've uh i think i've i have lost literally thousands of viewers on an ad break in fact the podcast actually loses anywhere between 500 to a thousand people on an ad break always yeah. every time well because uh, it gives them that like oh shit i've been watching this for an hour thing like i guess i should probably go live my life and and as an entertainer you're like no motherfucker i want you all three hours <laughs> yeah. I there's, mean, there's definitely an of that. Plus, plus the casual yeah. viewers you know people that just stumbled across the show that are not regular viewers they're probably going to watch up until the ad and then that's going to be it you know right um so i mean you could also of course make the argument that yes you know subscribers do mitigate the fact that twitch is not making money because twitch does get a split from subs but one not every channel has subs. In fact, a lot of channels don't. Um, and most, secondly, like most don't by a large margin. Yes, actually, that you're completely right there. That most of them don't. I, I think that people they see the top channels and they assume everyone has sub. They actually really, really don't. Right. Um, that you know that only the minority of partners actually have that. Um, and secondly, a lot of them don't push it or don't have a lot of subs. You know, like this channel has a lot of subscribers. Like it's a, as far as I can tell, it's one of the top sub channels on Twitch. That is a tiny minority. That is not representative. It's okay. I mean, it, it could be better. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you you cheat. You have a one-off $3 payment, you motherfucker. You're probably the top sub <laughs> guy right, on Twitch. That's the only reason you fucking did it as well. That's because right, you want to be number one and you cheated. That's what you did. You broke the yeah, rules yeah, right, to I do did. it. <laughs> you egotistical son of a bitch. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, uh, so... You know, Twitch is paying for a massive infrastructure, huge content network delivery system, a lot of staff. I mean, Twitch is a huge company now. They have hundreds of employees. And a lot of people are choosing not to run ads anymore because they don't make a lot of money by ads and they lose viewers when they post the damn things. Which, quite honestly, is pretty chill of Twitch to, like, have not done anything really about that. Really cracked down that. Yeah, I mean, the... Um, I remember when Machinima was forcing people to have mid-rolls like every eight minutes in their content. Like they literally put them in there without people even telling, you know, without... Yeah. And Machinima isn't being, even being charged to host content. That's YouTube paying for that. And Machinima's still like, no, you got to run an ad every eight minutes, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know? Twitch has never forced anybody to run ads outside of the pre-roll that's on people's channels. That's it. And most people I- have chosen not to do it. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's... I think a lot of people see big, like... I'm not going to say big picture. They see like like a periphery picture. I don't even know how to describe this. In that they see Twitch takes money from subs. Twitch takes money from ads. Twitch takes money from like every aspect. And they're like, Twitch is taking so much of my money. But it's also, you know, a hosting platform for, for what you're doing. It is like, it's how you're getting, like there's all sorts you of have, Yeah, that it's are, valuable to you. It's, it's valuable to us it is. as well. Yeah. Like we should we should not feel weird about paying twitch for providing the service of twitch does that right? make sense? 
Yeah, I mean, it is a company trying to make money. And you know, bear in mind, we're saying this as people that are actually directly affected by the system, you know, who you know, they, they, I don't have cheers on. I don't know if I will put them on because I've never really taken donations. It's not part of our business Hey, nobody model. called me about cheers, so I don't got that shit. You know, so I, I don't know what's going on with that. We may use it, we may not. You know, there's arguments about leaving money on the table. There's arguments about, you know, well, do we want to have donations? A lot of people have to use donations, though. Because, let's be honest, streaming, especially if you're just running ads, is not a sustainable business model unless you are a big, big fucking channel. You can't do right. it. The ads are not worth enough. If you've got 200, 300 viewers and you run an ad, you know how much money you're going to make? Not a fucking right. lot. Then again, you know? then again, that shouldn't be your plan. No, anyway. no, it shouldn't. But, like, if you're using the system, it's, it feels weird not to. It feels weird to purposefully cut out Twitch from, this, from the process. Yeah, and I think Twitch has felt weird about that for a while, and they've been trying to figure out a way to do it. Um, as to it's how ev they implemented every other, it. Every other streaming platform has something similar to this. They even YouTube has tips, even though it's barely like pointed at. It exists there. It you does, yeah. That does still exist. I was on my channel the other day, and I was like, oh, that's yeah. right. Twitch, yeah. uh, YouTube fan funding is a thing. Uh, they take a percentage of that. Um, obviously, YouTube Red is a thing. They take a percentage of that. Um, you know... The, the only kind of thing that I have a real problem with on Twitch is that Turbo is a piece of shit. I think if yeah. Turbo was better, um, then I would maybe be, you know, less annoyed whenever Twitch tries to monetize something else about the platform. It's like, fix Turbo first. Make Turbo wonder, less shit. I wonder if they're just, I just going to get rid of it. I kind of yeah. hope so, but they're making money from basically doing nothing with Turbo, so why would they get rid of it? Yeah, make, I guess... I don't know if if I'm if what I was spending on Turbo was going towards me buying bits, you know, and I'm buying bits all the time to give to people. It it seems a little bit more valuable. It's one of those things where the more you look at Turbo, the more it makes YouTube Red look like a valuable thing. Red is a valuable thing. Red's always yeah, like, been a valuable like thing. Turbo, like comparatively, crap. yeah, comparatively, Turbo is like Adbuck. Yeah. Turbo's pretty garbage. T Turbo gives you nothing, and we don't earn anything from it either. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this to everybody, and Twitch is probably going to get really upset about me for saying this. If you bought Turbo to support us, I'm really sorry. You got conned. You, it doesn't help. Like, it, what Turbo does is that it pays us for the ad that you would have seen that isn't displayed for you. Guess what? That's worth nothing. I'm sorry, it's not. Like, a single ad view is worth nothing. Um, YouTube Red is good because a percentage of that subscription fee goes into a giant pool and then you get a payout at the end of every month based on your viewer numbers. And let me tell you, that is a significant chunk of change for, for our channel. Like, holy shit. It wound up being like definitely nothing to sniff at. Like it's Absolutely. It's been beneficial for sure oh, especially yeah. with cpm drops uh, over the years and red hasn't even been rolled out in all countries yet red is only gonna get better that's red right i actually forgot about that yeah red's only available in a couple of different countries once it's worldwide red is going to be hugely beneficial to almost every youtube partner big or small doesn't matter yep. uh yep. but turbo is shit so stop it <laughs> stop please stop buying turbo unless you really want to support twitch unless you really want to support twitch and get that you know um uh yeah, co uh, clean conscience ad blocking, you know, instead of blocking ads through a third party. If your blood system. is in fact purple, then go sure. for it. Then sure. If that's your Get thing. I have you turbo. Actually do bleed purple. Yeah. yeah. If you bleed purple, then yeah, that's mm -hmm. your thing. Go to the hospital. Yeah. I yeah. yeah also that. Yeah. <laughs> I I have turbo because I would feel like a hypocritical piece of shit if I blocked ads. 
because obviously I my living is based on ads. So I, I, no. So if I've got yeah. a legitimate way of uh, you know accessing content on a site without blocking ads, I will absolutely do that. Um, so you know that's what Twitch is for. But ultimately, I yeah, think it seems sorry, it seems like ahead. it just no. It, it seems like it just exists to mitigate that goddamn it feeling that you feel the moment you log into a Twitch and it like hops to an ad. Like it's, it's a like, lot of that. I would yeah. I would pay. Four hundred dollars to get rid to of to stop this. this. Yeah, it really yeah. is like get rid of this inconvenience. I get mad every time my iPad logs me out of Twitch. I'm like, I'm gonna watch a Twitch screen on my iPad, and then it's like Mountain Dew. I'm like, no, I no. Fuck get, you. No, fuck you, sir. I paid to get Mountain Dew out of my life. Fuck you. Uh, and then I'll log in as quickly as possible. Like, oh, okay, we're good. No ads on Twitch for a while. Great. Um, yeah. But as I say, I, I think the system has numerous benefits. Uh, I think it will be interesting to see what a swarm of micro donations does versus a few big donations. I think that yeah. actually might work quite well. Oh man, that'd be a great like if if it's one of those like if every one of you just gave me one dollar, like I imagine what? that could. Hell, if every one of us gave us ten cents, you know, I yeah. mean, that and that sounds like nothing, but yeah, it, it's the it's the power Go of the up. cloud. That's that Ooh. Superman shit, man. That's yeah. that 0.3% of a penny adds up every once in a while. It, it, Yeah, I mean, it really is that. And, you know, you see sub stuff like, you know, uh, Dodge, you've had a sub train happen to you. And no, that's not as filthy as it sounds. You know, Jesse, you you have sub trains all the time. There's Strip one happening had... right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a sub train. Sub trains and donation trains happen. And I think Twitch realized that and tried to build a system around it. Like, And honestly, it's like Alex accurately pointed out, which a lot of people don't know. This system is really fucking common. Like Afrika in Korea Africa has been doing this for like a decade. Forever. Balloons. You pay balloons to people to watch them eat. That is a freak... Yep. The, the most popular streams on Afrika are StarCraft Brood War and eating. Uh, yeah. yeah, side note, Twitch also now has a category called social eating. So oh, they have mukbang? All right. Enjoy. Dude, I'm going to dabble. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, my God. Can we just do oh. that? Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's... Let's just transition out of gaming. Yep. Yeah, man. You want to learn your Korean? The Korean <laughs> the... term for that is mukbang by the way, yeah, which I believe literally translates to food porn, actually, <laughs> if I recall correctly. So, yeah, mukbang Great. is a thing. Yeah, man, I could not have imagined a couple of years ago when I asked uh, Twitch if it would be okay to do a 24-7 chinchilla stream and they told me no, that they'd eventually open up social eating. Bob Ross. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Next, Bob can Ross. I have my chinchilla stream now, Twitch? Now that you've finally stopped pretending to be just a gaming site, can I have my chinchilla stream? 24-7 chinchillas with OC remix music. You could not ask for a better stream than that. Yeah. <laughs> be amazing. Alright, let's do uh, releases, shall we? Uh, Dodge, Yo. did I send you the release list? I hope I did. I do, I have it. Very I have it right cool. here. Alright, the releases. The exciting okay, releases. Okay, so, today, June 28th, we have Technomancer, which we talked about I earlier. I don't think it's very good. If you good. missed it, you can go back and find out about it. Yeah. Super um, awesome, go check it out. So Alex great. is a liar. Mages, best game of our era. He's a swindler, is what he is. <laughs> Zachmancer. Next Zach game Manser. is called uh, Nightfall Escape. <laughs> I still can't believe they called him Zach Manser. Jesus Christ. Nightfall Escape? Nightfall what? Escape. It puts you in the shoes of a field journalist who is on is a mission. May? To it, it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> who is on a mission it's to investigate the mysterious thing. disappearance in a remote area. So it's it seems like a first-person sort of survival horror puzzle-y thing. Yeah, it looks like jump scare. Yeah. Fuck that. Um, Next. 
Next up is called Chicken Assassin, Master of Humiliation. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, this is not a Fable spin-off, I assume. <laughs> Epic action RPG, full of sarcastic and hilarious characters, I don't believe you. Rich artwork, beautifully structured class and inventory, upgrade, wardrobe, and achievement systems make it a joke. You are literally a, like, well-muscled chicken. Um, Great. I'm in. I'm in, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't look quite as awful as I initially expected, but it doesn't look good either, I have to admit. <laughs> oh, right. dear God. Uh, next up is Lego Star Wars, which... Yeah, Force Unleashed, yep. Not much. Uh... I actually am going to play that. I, I watched the trailer for it at E3, and I found it to be adorably compelling and funny. Mm -hmm. So I think there's I might something, play that. There's something, like, Buddhist about, like, slowly completing a Lego Star Wars game. Oh, because it takes so long to get everything, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, and the like sound of like clacking pieces is really satisfying to me. Mm. Oh, totally! In every Lego game, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I found a copy of Lego Indiana Jones in a geocache for the DS, and I like played it for like ninety hours or something. Uh, all right. So June 29th, we have Starters Orders Six Horse Racing. What? I mean, I'm going to assume it's a uh, horse racing game with I six of them do. in it. It's an in-depth horse racing management simulator. Train a string of horses, breed new horses, take the role of the jockey. It has Oculus Rift support coming, so you can ride the fucking horses in VR. Great. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma. Oh yes, that's this. a big. That's a big one. Yeah, it is yeah. actually. Yeah, uh, the Zero Escape games have uh, been very kind of twisted puzzle games. Um, I dig them. I dig them. I'm into them. Oh. Interesting. Good reason yeah. to own a Vita. It is. It actually is. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, zero. There's a lot of crazy shit going on with Zero Escape. Yeah. Not that well known, but it's starting to become a bit more popular. Again, it was like Zero Escape. Um, the last one was on Vita, and then there was one on DS, I think, which was like Nine Doors, Nine Something or other that yeah. you called it. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. yeah. It it is very very interesting, very unusual. It's got some weird decision making. It, it reminds me of Saw, honestly. It's very yeah, it's sore, crazy. but Dude, done by Japan. This game, yes. Yeah, I I actually might play it because I'm not usually into puzzle games, but I do like the kind of a sore aspect to it and the the high tension stuff. So I might play this one. There, I played I played Virtue's Last Reward or whatever that one was. That good. was the Vita one, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was neat. Cool. Well, next up on June thirtieth, we have Awakened. 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 No, that's a terrible logo. Uh, it looks like it's, it looks like a falling over. It's, it's like the W just gave up Rest. and died. Uh, in this indie horror game dubbed Awakened, you'll play side-scroller levels, first-person view, 3D environments, top-down stealth levels, puzzles, and more. It sounds like they're trying to do way too much. <laughs> I gotta be honest. It's a series of mini games that tie together into a horror. Okay. Into a horror. Into a horror. Huh? Next. Uh, next up is Shepherds of the Abyss. Well, that is quite the name. It's got a cool logo. Summon powerful shepherds from Wales. Use their ability to lead the assault on your enemy base in multiplayer tower defense. Shepherds level up during combat and can be customized by progressing their abilities and equipping powerful items. So it's a multiplayer tower defense game of sorts. Alrighty. Next up is uh, the Temporal Invasion. The Temporal the Invasion. Do you want to feel like a real mystery solver and explorer? Experience Maybe. the story-driven, mind-bogglingly realistic riddle game based on alternate history, murder mystery, history, X-Files, and science fiction. 
You are free to use any resource to solve it. So I think this might be one of those games where, like, the shit on the internet that you have to look up and all that it's kind like of thing. It's like an alternate reality game kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it's, it's very, very argy by the looks of it, uh, which mm-hmm. could be cool if it's well done. Yeah, I'll give that a look. I yeah. would love for those to make a big comeback. That was a great, like, yeah, about yeah. eight or nine years ago, that was, like, the Vogue. Man, do you remember when Secret World did that shit in an MMO? Yeah. Where they they, they literally had set up websites and stuff like that. God, I wish that game's combat wasn't as bad as it was because that game had some really interesting shit in it. There was a game called like Phoenix or something like that. That was about a serial killer that was really good where you like get like a police email address. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that. I really love those types of games. That's why I really liked her story. Yeah, yeah, that, that was why people loved that, too, because it, it felt like you were in a procedural crime drama of sorts, you know, and right. it really gave you that awesome feeling. People ask why, like, because, like, her story's not a game. It's like, oh, it totally is, you know, because you're trying yeah. to figure out what happened, and that is the game, you know? It's right? really immersive, yeah. It's, like, yeah. legitimately immersive. Absolutely. This actually looks really cool. It, yeah. it actually does, yeah. It looks like it's, it's well put together. It's got some good art assets and shit. Um, I'm a sucker for things stuck to the screen with virtual sticky tape. Just a thing of mine. Next. <laughs> Uh, this next game looks pretty cool. It's called Klepto. It's a burglary simulator. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, there's actually a free demo for this, too. It's in early mm-hmm. access right now. It's uh, early access. It looks like it has a VR option, but it's not required, maybe. Virtual reality burglary. I cannot imagine how the media is going to take this one. But apparently it's like an open world sandbox neighborhood and you can choose what to steal. It's got multiplayer yeah. co-op and stuff. I uh, got lock oh, picking whoa. and safe cracking and there's a bunch of other shit coming in. Residential hacking, like literally hacking a person's Wi-Fi network is apparently coming in there. That's yeah. that's a really neat idea actually. Interesting, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. The description, you'll explore, terrorize and loot your way to success. <laughs> wow. Perfect. There's a counter on the website for how many toasters have been stolen. So I'm I'm, <laughs> all I'm the toasters. I'm charmed. Mm-hmm. On July 1st, we have Killbot. 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 Killbot Dead Zone. It literally in caps its description is Zombie Corp Shooter. Great. That's it. Yeah. All right. Real Corp against the zombie. Is part of the feature. That's against I, I, the zombie. Against the zombie. Against I guess there's the only zombie. one of them. <laughs> Download free full version and enjoy unlimited play. Against the zombie. Features. The, mission. Feature? Mission. It's mission. <laughs> Just mission. <laughs> I can't wait for mission and survival. Oh, my God. Next. <laughs> Can you please read the description on Steam for this next game as well? It's called Damn right. Abyss Cave. What? Abyss Cave. Abyss Cave. Please read it out loud. Don't read it ahead of time. Got it. Okay, coming in. Here we go. As a member of an elite squad, you penetrate into an abyss myriad meters deep, fighting against unknown creatures. Survive and explore this huge underground world. What am I supposed to be looking at here? meters? What the fuck is that word? I don't think that's a real word um i was like you penetrate into an abyss myriad meters one okay myriad meters uh so a myriad meter this is we're gonna learn something on this damn show i think he's to help compare different orders of magnitude this page lists lengths between 10 and 100 kilometers the myriad meter 10,000 meters is a deprecated unit name. The decimal metric prefix Miria, sometimes written as Miria, is obsolete and not included among the prefixes with the international system of units that was introduced in 1960. So literally, this is an ancient... No, but how many inches is that? 
though. How many feet? Fuck your inches. Not literally. <laughs> that's not a myriad meters. It should it's be not feet. real if you can't yeah. convert it into. Uh, well, you totally fucking can. I can convert ten thousand meters into inches. Yes. Okay. Ten thousand meters into inches is. 393,700.8 inches. Well, why nice did they round just say number. That? Nice they round number of inches. Yeah. Uh, so 10 kilometers, by the way, is equal to 10,000 meters, 6.2 miles, one mil, the Scandinavian mile, uh, one pin and colma, which is a Finnish measurement. Wait, wait, the Scandinavian mile is is actually six miles? <laughs> no. no, the Scandinavian mile is one mil. Uh, which is uh, 11,295 meters in Norway and 10,688 meters in Sweden. And it's also equivalent to one farsang, a unit of measure commonly used in Iran and Turkey. Well, that's the... No wonder... The next game. (laughs) (laughs) It looks pretty today. It looks pretty. Yeah, it does. Uh, The next game is called Grand Pigeon's Duty. Again! With that fucking pigeon game. That's four weeks in a row now. When is that ever going to come out? It's not, is it? Well, moving on. Uh, next game is called Cthulhu Realms. Oh. oh, this is a this is basically a retheme of Star Realms, but with oh, Madness, what? Cthulhu, and cartoon. Yeah, um, it plays very much like Star Realms does, but instead you're playing a kind of comical Cthulhu uh, Lovecraftian theme with goons. You can play hired goons, and you you make your aim is to make your opponent go mad. Uh, it's probably pretty fucking cool because I say a Star Realms is awesome. Really awesome game. Yeah, I, I loved I love uh, I love Star Realms actually. Yeah, it's a great game. I, I know the artist on Star Realms, and he gave me a deck last time I saw him at PAX, and I was like, "This is actually really cool." It really is. The the, the games the White Wolf makes are just fucking awesome. White Wizard, Realms. sorry, not White Wolf. White Wolf makes ma- vampire. That's not the same thing. Next, July second, we have Fly Glow Fly, which looks like it's a logic puzzle game where you play a little glow fly. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Next. Next up is Alchemist Penguin. I'm sorry, it was. Great. Al- Alchemist Penguin. Expansion well, for Club Al- Penguin? Of course, yeah. yeah. It's got it's got MOBA elements and dungeon crawling in it, you know, just like yeah, Club Penguin does now. Uh, I mean, that, that's a great name for a game. It also looks like it was made in the era of Chip's Challenge. <laughs> it does oh, not look God. new. Um, take control of the Alchemist Penguin in a relentless battle against his dinosaur aggressors, obviously. Face off against a never-ending army of dinosaurs with increasing difficulty, weapons, potions, blah, blah, blah. It looks uh, very, very basic. Let me put it that way. Next. All right, July 4th, Unbreakable VR Runner. Great also, title. Yep. Yeah. Also known as Motion Sickness Simulator, probably. Uh, I was going to say, a VR runner sounds like the worst mistake. <laughs> uh, I would not. Uh, I would not. It, yeah, it's a, co- it's a coin collecting game. Uh, yeah, no. Next. Great. Last up, we have Deep Space Dash. Deep Space Dash. I was ready for you to say dad right until that last deep moment. I'd play the shit out of Deep, deep Space Dad. I can't yeah. wait for Dad by the Sword. Have you seen Dad by the Sword? The premier no. dad sword simulator. It looks brilliant. <laughs> dad by the sword. Yeah. Deep Space Dash is a is a space runner. So you're in a spaceship and it's a runner, basically. But yeah, Dad by the sword, man. You you need to check out Dad by the sword. Uh, the art style looks insane. Yes. Uh, the game. The game apparently has it's it, it sounds stupid, but it's a surprising like good simulation of actual sword play. I love that he's wearing like a what like a Rolex. Yes. Because yeah, no, he's he dad. Has- Kelsey, he has a collar shirt on, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Dad by the sword. Like dad. This uh, is my kind of game. It looks hilarious, like very physics-based, but also like a, an actual really good like sword sim. 
it, the description of Dad by the Sword is amazing. Dad by the Sword is a game about your dad, in all caps, running around in jorts and slaying anti-dads with a claymore. Experience yeah, right. a unique first-person swordplay experience as you try not to get killed by hot dogs. Outsmart um, your enemies, destroy weak points in their armor, and then slice through them. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Jesus. I, we I laugh at this, but this could be like a game from the fucking 90s that came out like on Sega Genesis. <laughs> it totally could. It's, I, I love the fucking description. It's, in brackets, fill in recent popular game you liked, meets, in brackets, barely related popular thing you also liked, meets, in brackets, I don't know, some game with a dad in it. Close brackets. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend right. I said it's Dark Souls meets Heavy Rain meets Octodad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, you go. there we go. It's Dark yeah, Messiah yeah. meets Skyward Sword meets Your Dad meets Spelunky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm buying the shit out of this game when it comes out. Oh my Holy fucking shit. god! Oh, right. flaccid sword gif. This Great. Oh, the flaccid sword where he's just all like floppy, yeah. his like yeah. impotent sword died. <laughs> All right, folks, that is us done for the day. Thank you very much for watching the content patch. But we won't lo- the content patch. What the fuck? What am I content even doing patch. anymore? You have you lost it. I don't even know the name of my own show. This has been Blue, please. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you for watching Blue, please. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, Alex, please <laughs> save the show by telling me what what's, what you got, what's coming up on your channel in the next couple weeks. Where can we find you? What are your wow. projects? Uh, well, you can come see our newest video uh, today, which is on Fion, on my channel, which is written straight the below The National Dex. Yeah, that's my Pokemon channel. Uh, cool. So it's, it's very educational. It's very kid friendly so well, you go learn check about that books out. right yeah yeah and i'm trying to fuck gerard in asiga academy right now on super beard bros so go check that out As it should be. i'm gonna get him you? i'm gonna get him too i'm gonna jesse get him I, good jesse and i still have to play that together who are you guys gonna try wait. and who are you guys gonna, gonna try gonna, and bed we'll bone john tron you gotta bone john tron right i don't know i don't i don't know satch i feel like is the guy i want to bone he's just that's the real that's the canon ending in my in my heart in my heart that's the dark who, mate. You should end up with Satchel. Jimmy's in there, right? Jimmy, Jimmy Wetzel. Yeah, he's in there. I feel I like know. I could not. <laughs> I would feel like you're a baby. I can't. <laughs> I have no, Jimmy, that's that's the yeah no that's the. <laughs> no. I don't know anything no. about the game because I'm I don't want to get spoiled, but I will tell you that <laughs> spoilers for the ending. I will have his Gerard's ass. Butt. Yeah, Gerard's yeah. ass. I will have it. I will have that sweet ass. Yeah. Love it. Sweet ass. Jesus. I'll God. get that shit. I'll get How that shit. How did we get to this point as a human race? What happened? Who knows? And also, I guess Resident Evil with Jesse today. Scary Game Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So go check that out. Oh man. Uh, on that theme, Jesse, what's going up on the channel other than Scary Game Squad? Uh, yo, you can watch Dodger and I play Life is Strange, <gasps> where she knows what happens and I have no clue and. Uh, overthink game is everything. I overthink literally everything to the nth degree, and she sits there and laughs at me. There's so many moments where he's like, he's just trying to piece it all together, and I have to sit there like. And then she, then she, does, <laughs> then she looks at me and gives this weird face. I'm like, what, what, what? I'm trying not to smile, but I'm also trying not to frown. So I just look at him like. so i'm yeah i'm a big dummy and you can go watch that and that is on my channel as well and i'm you know i now don't have to be traveling around the world so i'm back and i'm streaming and so there's a schedule on uh twitch.tv slash shibuzi cool there you go what's going on the channel this week um i just put up 
a uh, video talking about my anime expo schedule. I'm going to be a guest again this year, and that's up this upcoming weekend. So I'm very excited about that. My news video is going up today. Actually, it is currently uploading. So that's a couple of days late, but it is happening. Uh, currently, we're playing, well, we're uploading VODs from Stories, Path of Destinies. We did get the true ending, so I'm excited. Is it, would you say that it's, it's too late to say sorry that you made your video that late, Dodger? Come down, peeps. Um, I don't even remember where I was. Uh, go follow Nailed me on, at, on Twitter at Justin Bieber, and uh, I'll see you on the internet. Now I get what I'm Every time one of them makes a sound, it like shows up big in our chat client, and it's great to watch them all just be like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, I don't know what the hell's coming up on the channel of this week. It very much depends on what the doc says tomorrow. So I ain't promising fucking anything. But hopefully something will come up. We're working on this new series After Hour, which is going up pretty well, where we check out a cool indie game and tell you a little bit about it. And outside of that, I will most likely not be looking at Technomancer anymore because I fucking hate that game. But I t <laughs> I'll probably have to force Zach my way Manser, through some more of it. Zach Manser. Zach Manser. Fuck me, that's a great name. <laughs> I don't even know. Zach Manser. All I do know is we're going to be back at the same time next week at 3 p.m. Eastern. Our guest will be level cap at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash If you happen to miss anything, head on over to youtube.com slash cynicalbrits, which is where the VOD for this thing will reside. And we will not have the horrible video dropping that we got during the show because Twitch shit itself for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, that'll be nice. I'll even edit out some of the mistakes, although the content patch one will get left in there, I think, just yeah, for the sake of it. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching the show, folks. Big thanks to our special guest, Mr. Alex Fassiani, for coming onto the show today. Thanks for coming, bro. Hey, thank you, hey, Garth. Alex, it's great. Thanks for coming. There's some sort of weird in-joke okay. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> there's, no, it's, it's, there's nothing more than this. That, that's Good. it. That's all this is. I agree. All, yeah. all right, we're done. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>